to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie commentary this week is Thor. Pop in your DVD or blurry press play. Press pause on the Paramount logo page to black. At the first time you perceive all black, press pause. In a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point I'll press play. You'll press play. We'll watch the bubba. Oh, ow! Wow! I try to gesticulate, but there's a mic arm in front of my face. Totally lost it. We'll watch it together in perfect sync. They'll be like any other commentary, except of course with four friends in your head. Those friends of speaker, myself, as always, Tate Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter, greetings, Michael Drunken Scott, pow, and Tracy Raisin Stokes. (laughs) Yeah, really. Cool. Now Thor was what was this like number four or five? Number four. Number four. Number four. Uh, I uh, I thought it was the second one. I mean, uh, Hulk was the only one. There was there was Incredible Hulk, then there was Iron Man, Man, Man. then there was this one. I think this was the third one because Iron Man two was after this. But I just found out recently. That the the Norton Hulk actually has a shield to as an Avengers commercial to it. Very right? very small. Okay, very but that small. was actually the first one to do it. That was the first one to yeah. do it exactly. Uh, and it was uh, as I recall, it was uh, Tony Stark, not Shield. It was Tony Stark showing up and saying, "Hey, what you're doing is very interesting." Okay. Which is also interesting because in Avengers, he pretends like he's never met. <laughs> like that never happened. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, like that of course they happened. haven't ever met. But that's yeah. another story. Anyway, I've been reading up all day on the, uh, the the plot and looking at old stuff and also special features, but I haven't watched the movie since it came out. Uh, and instead of tr- sort of, yeah, exactly. Instead of sort of trying to remember what I thought at the time, I actually wrote them down. So I'm going to read you two paragraphs from my thoughts <laughs> at the time in lieu wow. of uh, trying to remember them now. Because okay. it's just going to come out more articulate this way anyway. This uh, feels lazy somehow. But yeah. I can't a little bit. Anyway. Uh, and I, what I had written was, as far as I'm concerned, Thor was nigh abysmal. This is what I said to the group at the showing I went to, as well as on Twitter. Quote, I did. I was there. I didn't <laughs> understand who anyone was, what they wanted, what stood in their way, what the stakes were, or what ultimately happened. The rest of this post resides on my read at the time, which could be inaccurate, or based on me missing a whole lot of crucial information repeatedly. In four cases, I knew who a character was. Literally knew, as in, they are so-and-so and they do this. There's probably 12 or 15 recurring faces in this movie, and for all of them, even those four, as far as the story was concerned, I didn't really know any of them. Why they were there, what they were doing, or why. Uh, this is where I need to be clear. There are answers to these problems, as listed above. I'm not saying Natalie Portman shows up and never introduces herself, asterisk. I'm <laughs> saying I never understand who the fuck she is or why she's in the movie, and you aren't. Asterisk, she actually doesn't. Brian? Yeah, I don't feel that badly about it. I don't mind... <laughs> I, this is not a great movie, but um, I don't mind it as much for me. I've, I I feel like it's it's fairly clear enough. Uh, Eddie has a post in in that same thread, and he goes on extensively. And then I, it's, it's and Brian says me too. I agree with Eddie because <laughs> well, see, it really is. And we see, we're going to get flack because none of us are like Avenger comic book fan heads. It's true. Yeah. You, it's true. Well, of course, if you read the comic books, well, that's great. Right, but fine, I bought but, a ticket to a movie, and right. I need this movie to make sense yeah. all on its own. Yes. Not an Avengers fan. But, Loved Iron Man. I yeah. it, yeah, it can work go. for us exactly. I don't think I don't think this movie is as in nonsensical as you think it is i think there are definitely issues i feel it's it's for me i feel it's, it's an issue of okay it's it's a setup of we have this character he's at emotional point a and we need to get him to emotional point b and at the beginning of the movie he's at point a and at the end of the movie he's at point b <laughs> but, but but nothing how, in between actually how did that gets happen him, yeah, big unanswered gets, him, gets him from point a to he learned a valuable lesson i'm sure glad at he some learned off screen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes exactly and I, and I don't contest that that is a, a major major issue and for me that's the major flaw of this movie but in terms of characters' motivations and who they are, I don't feel like that is a huge problem with this film. But I kind of get the sense I'm alone on that, so mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays out. Michael Dorkman, Scott? Yeah, I, I, I actually... And it's weird because uh, having watched Avengers just yesterday, and then there's Iron Man, which came before it, and, and Captain America was after this, but Thor at the time, I remember being weirdly... Like, the reaction to it was... 
hey, th- these characters have personality, and that's cool. And let's ex- let's let's you know promote the the fact that Thor is really great because these characters have personality. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, wait, but Iron Man <laughs> was before this, and and Robert Downey Jr. was awesome in that, and as he always is, but. If you look up personality in the dictionary, you get a picture of Robert. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Thor is is good. It's 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 interesting because they got a a kind of uh, hoity-toity director and Kenneth Branagh to come in and do this kind of comic, <laughs> which book I movie. love and I think it's a great choice. Yeah, and, <laughs> asterisk. Yeah, asterisk. <laughs> exactly. But um, I'll take my turn in a second. But I definitely remember watching this, and you know, it's building, and there's a lot of stuff coming together, and there's a lot of pieces. Uh, moving pieces all all coming into place where I'm like, okay, this could get really good. And then in the third act, it's like, no, wait, come back, sense. Where are you going? Yeah. Like, if you knock a chessboard off the table, you'll see a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, as well. exactly. Uh, exactly. Checkmate, I guess. The, the the chess game was being played really well, and then yeah. someone overturned the table for no reason. Checkmate. And uh, so that's, that's... That's how you play, right? That's the issue with it. And And exactly like you said, it's like, there there was no point where it wasn't clear what the characters were thinking or what their motivations were. were. I right. just didn't see the moment where <laughs> that became a valid choice for them to make, you know? Okay. Uh, in right. some cases, like Thor, you know, saving the It's like the you're walking through the grocery like store and you see the kid jumping tiles, and you know that he's trying to avoid the black ones. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. I know why. All I, want, the, all I want is the kid to say the black because, ones are lava. Because the white ones are lava. I know that. <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense than the end of Thor does. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, Trey. Trey, <laughs> well, take it away. Well, as I, uh, you know, if, if you're a regular listener, um, I've, I've made many disparaging comments about Thor in the past without ever having seen it um, because the very concept of it sounds goofy to me. Um, and I only watched Thor for the first uh, time in my life a week ago thinking, well, I understand enough about the Avengers that apparently Thor, the villain from Thor, is the villain from the Avengers, and, and I guess it's the only one of uh, you know the, the Avenger commercial movies that I haven't seen, so fine, I'll rent it, $1.30, what the hell, what could happen, what could go wrong? Um, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, a lot can go wrong, as it <laughs> turns out. Um, and my reaction to it, there's a couple of things. One of the, uh, I, it's, it's, I'm going, we're not going to, but not since the pilot of Terra Nova... <laughs> go back and listen to that if you want to. Have I wanted to like, like the first that opening scene, that opening scene where they introduce uh, uh, Natalie Portman and the van and Skull and Scar's garden, you know, and then, and then all this. Stuff. It's like literally, I want to pause after every single line of dialogue and go, "Here's why that sucks," <laughs> because every single line is inept and bad. I agree. And it's terrible. having rewatched it the, yesterday. I was like, "Wow!" The whole opening scene is is terrible. But the other thing is, as you you're mentioned, an astrophysicist, is, not a blah blah blah. Here's the thing: <laughs> I knew nothing about the movie. Nothing, 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 nothing about the movie. When when I rented it, I stuck it in the DVD, and it doesn't have opening credits. It just starts cold. Um, I watched the whole movie, thinking, "Okay, wow, what music video game you know commercial director hack did they get? What twenty seven year old doofball really directed this thing? Because this person has no idea how to create a character or direct an <laughs> actor. And then it's like at the end, end credit, blam, Kenneth Branagh. I went, <laughs> what? <laughs> My God, this material sucks so hard that even Kenneth Branagh could not make coherent <laughs> sense out of it. Um, action movies, maybe not so much Kenneth Branagh's thing. Um, clearly, um, and as, as uh, a review that I, I read later said, uh, apparently his idea of uh, how to be stylish is to Dutch the camera because this oh is my God, the yeah. most Dutched movie uh, we've seen in, in many a year. That was my um, review when I came out on Twitter. It was Kenneth Branagh put the Dutch angles 
down. <laughs> Back away slowly review. from the Dutch. If angle. you happen not to know, that's when you roll the camera that's to like when a 45. You, yeah, you're not, you're so not you get square. a diagonal you, frame you, instead you of a normal the, frame. You tilt the frame. Um, I th- but I think, uh, and you know, I, from all reports, Natalie Portman is a good actress, although I've only seen her suck in awful movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently she's somewhere, there's a world where Natalie Portman is good, and I, and I grant you that she's adorable. Um, but wow, she's awful in this, because her part consists entirely of... of, of of giggling, of giggling, man. giggling, and being embarrassed about herself. Like, <laughs> I mean, literally, eight scenes end with her going, <laughs> "Yeah, you're a scientist." So, you know, Trey, it's in a, her defense, if you were sitting next to Chris Hemsworth, you well, might that's be a the little point. Apparently, he's so it. hunky that you can fall. And also, it has one of the worst love stories. I mean, okay, fine. In, <laughs> in Speed, they're on a bus together for three hours, but as they even hang a lantern on it in Speed, it's like, look, we were in this stressful situation. We feel like we're in love. It probably isn't real. Thor and and Princess, Jane, Princess Amidala have. <laughs> Have lunch, have breakfast twice. That is their entire interaction in this movie, and at the end they're in love. So, wow, that's quite a head you've got on your. Uh, yeah, all my, all check my... out the head on that thing. Check out the head on that. Anyway, there's a whole lot wrong with it, and I can't wait to start dissecting it piece by piece it... by piece. And it just it just goes to show that you know you can take crappy material and you can make a crappy movie, <laughs> or you can take crappy material and you can make the Avengers, which Joss Whedon managed to make that material entertaining. In about an hour, Dorkman's going to be planking on something. Oh, you oh guys. yeah, <laughs> this is oh, yeah. and that. And the head on the glass he was just talking about, once it yeah. settled, not even halfway not even half, oh, up. It was up like the a glass cup. of badly poured beer. Either. Yeah, <laughs> we, should, we, should we point out why you're drinking heavily and already are half in the bag? Because fuck it, that's why. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go. So yesterday was Cinco de Mayo, and today is still Cinco de Mayo. Three, three two, one, on pause. I guess Repo what? Man lives his life in yeah. intense situations. You're at the point where the Paramount <laughs> logo has faded to black. Yeah, three, two, one, unpause. Anyway, and why in? Okay. Paramount. Oh, look, it's a Marvel movie. Who knew? Yeah, man. Now, Thor, I came into it with sort of the same thing Trey had, where I'm looking at, for when I walked into Iron Man, I didn't know, I, I thought it was a movie about the song. I didn't know there was a character <laughs> called Iron Man, right? And nice. this one, so you thought it really would be a music and video. I, I right. said that too. Like, I knew. I thought Iron Man was an alien. That's what I thought about Iron Man. He's, he's from outer space. Like Iron yes. Giant or something. Yeah. And uh, and I walk into Iron Man going, this is, so he's a guy, just a guy in a metal suit. That's great. That's pretty, I don't think that's going to, uh, and then Iron Man was great. Now, I walked into Thor going. Okay, he's a god. Yes. Really. So I actually want Who's going to come up against I actually want to know what Brian thought about this because the opening of this is exactly what you've complained about. This is hmm. lost TV cold open style stuff. Yeah. Where it's where it's showing something that happens midway through the episode and then oh, goes I see back. What you're okay. And then um because we have two prologues. Okay, here. yeah. Okay, we have the, so we have it, this intro, which is actually the middle, and then we, of the and then we movie, go to Asgard, and then it skips back to, to the prologue of not just Asgard, but I mean, I mean, Earth. It skips back to Earth being attacked by the oh, Frost Giants, g- giving the Lord Asgard. of the Rings prologue. Yeah, style. exactly. Yeah. So it's weird to have a double prologue. And the second one be jumping back even further than the the one it, that's actually from the middle of the it movie. didn't it didn't jump out at me to be honest uh, the the thing that I've complained about before in the past and it's if you watch episodes of the uh, new Battlestar Galactica it happens all the fucking time which is why I have no patience for it anymore uh, is when literally the teaser bef- the pre credits uh, teaser will be the the beginning of the climax of the end of the episode and doof and and then and then when it comes back to the first act it'll be you know 48 hours earlier and then the episode will be leading up to that point oh so as, this isn't as bad because no it's not climax. because it's not the climax what's your were, problem with that it's me it strikes me and 
I think this comes a lot from seeing it on the new Battlestar so many times. It strikes me as lazy writing that you couldn't be bothered to open with something interesting. You couldn't be bothered to find an interesting point to start your story. So we're just going to lop off the, the first half of the end of your story you're and throw gonna, it up front. You're going to start at the interesting part and then go back. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. oh, it very much strikes me as a thing that you find in the editing room and you go, oh, crap, this is really slow and boring at the beginning. How yeah. do we fix that? Uh, so, no, this doesn't bother me as much because it's not the literal climax. And it is somewhat of a hook. It, it's kind of halfway between uh, that and, I think, a, you know, a straight, clean finding a good uh, a beginning. I, I recognize, but for me, the logic of this is rather than start in, in you know, green screen comic book world and try and go, Asgard, and then, you know, yeah, right. they, they just and I, sort of start with something grounded where you kind of go, dudes. okay, yeah. and I, I, there is going to be Earth in this movie. And I, th- I think that's a smart move on their part. Yeah. Yeah. I want something as grounded and believable as Natalie Portman in Natalie a truck Portman as an astrophysicist in the desert as an astrophysicist. Hey, not, she, she not went since, to Harvard. N- yeah, <laughs> it's actually uh, Natalie Portman pulls yeah. it off. Not like she's smart. Denise, oh, she's not, smart. Like, not like Denise Richards, the nuclear physicist in the Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just want to point out that every line of dialogue in that entire scene sucked. Yeah, um, every single line of dialogue. And and I, I saw well, the please enti- don't be dead. Come yeah, on. That, was, I, oh. that was totally yeah. Uh, right. But I, the, I, here's the thing: I watched that scene. And I watched the rest of the movie too. I still don't know what she does. She's an astrophysicist, and there's a thing in the sky, and that's she's, really all. She's that... studying Einstein Rosenbridges. No, I no, yeah. I agree. But, no, I. Agree but with it's that. all about how there's this thing in the sky, and I caught. And it's like, go on. I mean, you okay? There's a thing in the sky, and you're an astrophysicist. I agree. But... No, I agree with that because watching it, watching it yesterday again, I only got halfway through to about the point where Hawkeye <laughs> has his cameo, which we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah. but the whole thing where S.H.I.E.L.D. takes all her research and stuff oh. like that, she's like, I'm one of the good guys. I'm studying this thing. And yeah. I'm like, like what you said, I'm like, go on. <laughs> what do you think it is that makes you a good guy for studying it? Go yeah. on. What do you, how, do, how does this benefit us I just, Earth, I just don't think other that, than that it's really interesting. I just like, don't, go on. Yeah. I don't think uh, that, I don't think, right. I don't think that amazing new phenomena in the sky, like Phil Plate does not get in a van and sit with two friends in a meadow and go, the most amazing thing happens every night here. I don't think that's the research process, quite frankly. Unless there's um, a camera following him, unless, and then that show gets Unless canceled. he's in a movie and he's played by Natalie Portman. Um, the other, and I don't want to, you know, we'll get to it when we get there, but what shocks me is S.H.I.E.L.D. comes in, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield can, we know from other movies, um, <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. can place Tony Stark under house arrest. But with her... It's like, oh, you've discovered a very important thing that might be vital to America's and the world's defense. Um, we're going to take all your research, give you a check, and let you walk away um, <laughs> to tell the world that we exist and that we stole all your research. Not to mention the fact that we're not interested in you, the person who did the research. Yeah. Real, Why don't we kidnap you? That uh, What just happened there, I wanted to get into it, but Trey Who was cares what just want, happened? I didn't want to interview him. It was uh, some bullshit with cartoons. Him. No, but the thing is, I was watching that, and <laughs> oftentimes people say things like, this action sequence was so incomprehensible you couldn't follow what was going on and this movie is certainly that that scene just there with the army and it was in the movie's defense I guess it was a montage sort of thing just saying it was bad right. fighting but it was really it was very watching that without sound really impossible it's, to yeah, no, the, the, it's a little it was clearer. things hitting other things the fight scene yeah, coming up you where you, you don't need more information than that well in that but, the, the, but, that, but that's that's going to continue through the whole movie the, the, later Fair on enough. when Thor and his buddies go fight you you have no idea what's happening yeah. where and then suddenly oh he got stabbed by something yeah it's really yeah the staging is honestly good. a little bit later and I mean <laughs> we, we can talk about it when we get there because it's a whole scene but when Thor and his buddies go to Jotunheim like you're saying I honestly just the way it was shot, I didn't appreciate the fact that the frost giants were actually giants. Like, <laughs> like just the way it's shot, I didn't get a, an actual impression oh, wait, that they, they were, were like, larger. Are they than... just 
I thought they were eight feet tall. Or no, so. they're like fifteen feet tall, and you don't get oh. an impression of that by by the way it's shot in a, at any point. It's it's really weird because you think that would be obvious. Now, something you could Staging say about this movie, I, I like the thing. I like the art direction of the cities and all that. It looks very much like the cover of that sci-fi novel you have. Yes, kind of yeah. yes. Yeah. Asgard is great. I wish the I whole movie. I love the way they handled Asgard. I wish I the whole movie that. took place in Asgard, and the only and the and thing some is, versions of the script did. Yeah, it has to it has to come to Earth because of the stupid Avengers. <laughs> and then, which, which, let's just say on the episode for the record, I liked. I'm not sure it was worth ruining Thor and all the other movies over, <laughs> but I like the Avengers movie. But I wish that Thor didn't have to come to Earth just to make it tie in. I think the there was. Movie. I think there was at least one of the drafts of the many drafts and very various takes on this, where where literally the entire movie did take place in Asgard, and at the end, Thor fell through the wormhole and ended up on Earth. Like, oh hi, we're the Avengers. We'd like to speak to you. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's, you know, so and Thor and Thor never says, "Let me get this straight. You guys have like guns." Yeah, I'm a really? I'm a god. I'm a god. Yeah. Literally let's, let's a god. Talk about that. But then again, isn't Superman in some sort of a troopy thing in the other world? Well, Superman also destroys the concept of the Justice League, which yeah. a lot of people have. Well, interestingly about enough, yeah. uh, not to not to shoot our wad on the Avengers, but uh, the 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 misstep in the Avengers is the Hulk because the Hulk is the Superman of the Avengers yeah. as, as presented in the movie. It's like apparently nothing can harm him in any way. And, no, and, that, and that exists in the comic books too. Yeah. Is it the Civil War line where they're like, oh well, we're gonna shit's about to go down we should just launch the hulk into but space but they're smart. <laughs> and that's literally what yeah. they do but, but that's the only thing you can do but they're smart about that in the sense where it's like okay you know they they do it in the, getting into avengers a little too much but they do it in the sense where they're like okay the the hulk is the the trump card the hulk is the one that yeah. wins everything so Rock, in the paper, Avengers, Hulk. In the yeah, in the <laughs> Avengers, they make it a thing where he it's like he refuses to become the Hulk. Right. Yeah. He also, doesn't want to be the Hulk. Whereas Thor is Thor yeah, the Thor whole like, time. I, Thor, so. can't, Thor can't wait to fucking punch things. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he can't wait to be Thor. I think uh, <laughs> not again. Not to shoot the again to shoot the one in the Avengers too much, but it's like the the. There was a setup that didn't quite pay off in the Avengers, where the Hulk was like the Hulk was the Doomsday weapon. You don't want to pull the pin on that grenade because he might kill us. He, 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 he tries to kill Scarlett Johansson the yeah. first time he shows up, yeah. but then later he's like, "Oh, bad guys! I'll just Spoilers, focus on the them." Um, My understanding about the Avengers is one of the first storylines is the Avengers coming together to stop the Hulk. Yeah, so, so they didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting they didn't, nods they didn't from pay the off the, the fans, concept so. of okay, you're going to need to be the Hulk, and we all recognize the risk of that. <laughs> that you yeah. might kill us as much as the bad guys, but unfortunately we got to go. So what do you say? You want to do it? Which, by the way, if if anyone were to make a Captain Planet movie, that's how you do it. Captain Planet <laughs> is as dangerous as the Hulk. That's yeah. my opinion. It's like it. I don't want you to be a hero, but we have no choice. So anyway, so Thor, Thor has Thor has the same has the same issue though, where it's like what what can hurt him? You know, it's like he's he's it's the Superman problem. It's like what's what. What's the danger? They, What's the they, risk? Which is avoided here by making him human and vulnerable. And they which, pulled him. Yeah, which, they, is fine, yeah. which is fine which for this movie, for this but movie. it's a problem in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. They exactly. pull, well, they pulled him back a little in the Avengers, but again, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a com- commentary or a discussion that we're going to have a little yeah. bit later. Oh, so it, it is... Um... I, I was... I, I got to say that, again, Anthony Hopkins, and it's interesting because... I can't really think Sir of... Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir, Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Excuse me. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't think of anything that he's been in that hasn't been like pulpy by its nature it's like he's been in silence of the lambs he's been in hearts in atlantis i mean what is he what has he done <laughs> titus 
He did do an asylum movie a couple years back. <laughs> yeah. What's he done that's been highbrow? What's it, what has he done that's been legitimately highbrow? He's the that's new what Michael, I want to know. He's the new Michael Caine. He's, yeah. he's, he's, you know, Michael Caine isn't the guy who'll show up in any movie at any time. Now, Anymore. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's the guy who'll class up the joint. Exactly. Right, exactly. And I'm like, he, and I'm like, where did he get he, that? He, he is where the he, he is the Alec Guinness in Star Wars. Yeah. He's the classy British actor that you bring into. Yeah. To so as soon as you hear that he's he's going to come in and play Odin, it's like, oh, this is serious business now. But, <laughs> but, what, <laughs> I, but what is so interesting? Kenneth Branagh makes that phone call. Ex- well, yeah. that's what that's so interesting about this this particular case is. Yes, Anthony Hopkins is playing exactly that role, the Alec Guinness in Star Wars role. But you already have Kenneth Branagh directing the damn thing. Yeah. It's like a double whammy of that sort of which, thing behind which, the camera and in front yeah. of the camera. Which, again, was a thing that everyone went, this might be serious business then if yeah. Kenneth Branagh is going to come in. And he tried. I mean, you can definitely get I th- the sense I think, that he's... I think, he was, I think he was a great choice, and I think he does a good job he's doing, with what he has. He yeah. gets the idea, and he's bringing in definitely... A very Shakespearean and yes. uh, to the ex- this is the point I wanted to talk about to the extent say, to the extent that they made fun of it in the Avengers, <laughs> right? But he's bringing in a very Shakespearean idea of like you know kings and monarchs and and you know the brothers fighting and stuff like right. that. Very Shakespearean. He was a great choice for that. I was going to say Definitely. that the, the project unfortunately isn't letting him be as Shakespearean as he probably should have been with yeah. it. You can see it's like yeah, it's trying to get there, but then it becomes you know crazy wacky road movie when they get to Earth and there's not like, you know, like somehow if you could work a little two gentlemen of Verona into that scene, <laughs> that would be great. But a bit um, with a dog, a bit with a dog would be nice. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's just it comes across as. This, Movie doesn't know what the what the hell. And I, speaking of not knowing what the hell, here come, here comes Loki who wants what again? I want to. I want. I do want to say that's help a me good, out here. That's a good point because knowing Norse mythology, I'm sitting here going the whole time. That's Loki. Fuck him. Yeah. yeah. You cannot convince me otherwise. Right. Because yeah. I know what he's up. I we know well, Loki's a bad guy. I that's think they a... do a great job humanizing Loki yeah. here and in the Avengers to a lesser extent. It actually but here more so. It actually took me to the second viewing to be to like early on. I was like, they feel I feel like they're doing something different with Loki here. This is unexpected, and it's like, nope, he's the trickster the whole <laughs> time, totally. And well, seeing and the, it the second time, I'm like, oh yeah, I see what he's doing. But there, but there is a humanity there. He's yeah. you know he's. There is more than a one-dimensional villain quality right. to him, which there's, is funny actually... because they make fun of that in the Avengers. They're yeah. like, "Are you going to appeal to my humanity now?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a, there's actually a deleted scene that I think is really good, and it even it goes much further in that in that regard. It's it's right before the coronation, and it's Thor and Loki just hanging out backstage, waiting to go on. Essentially, <laughs> backstage. Yeah, and it's it's them. It's and it's Loki going. You know, I yeah. There are times I'm not jealous, but you know, you're my brother, and you know. You're good. You're ready. You're you're gonna be a good king. Was that it? was that in here? I don't remember. That's a deleted, deleted scene. scene. Yeah. Oh, a deleted scene. Okay. Um, well, this and, is and it's Thor. It's Thor being, uh, you know, crazy and brash and young and arrogant. But then he's like, "But no, really, I'm gonna be good." This and, is the little moment good, right here. It's a good scene where yeah, I got. That's unfortunate. I got the hit that Loki was actually kind of cool, manipulative. We find out later, but the way he's talking right now, the lines he's about to, you know, right. he's like, no, it's, you know, it, I understand. I think you're right. It's, it, uh, it is what it is. Obviously, he's setting up pins, but whatever. Right. But he's like, I, he's I, like, I, what you'd have to do because, because he, he, yeah. The the thing about being manipulative, not not only in Norse mythology, but in real life too. You have to like, you have to sell. There's it. a there's a legitimate hanging a lantern that you have to do. It's yeah. like you set up all of these things where you're like trying to push the person, but then you exonerate yourself by by bringing up the objection being like oh but you'd have to go against father and you'd have to do all these things and blah blah, blah. but at that point you've already set up you've set everything in motion to the point where it's like well that's 
that's a bullshit objection. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah, which is exactly what he does in this scene. But I just sold the car it, and I did exactly that. But watching, <laughs> yeah, but watching it, but watching it through the first time, that's that's how it feels. It feels like Loki is being completely reasonable. He's like, I agree with you, but you know, you can't go against father and blah blah. blah. And watching it the second time, you're like, oh, he's totally a fucking manipulator. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Although we're about to get into the scene that I, when I watch a movie, sometimes uh, I'll get so frustrated with it that I it puts me in a, a grumpy mood for a while and sometimes the movie doesn't recover from that and that happened here and it happened because I couldn't tell going into this next scene we're only you know 20 well, 15 minutes into the movie really <laughs> um, but we're about to get a thing where I'm watching a character do something that I think is really clearly stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can't tell because of the situation and I don't know Norse mythology as well as Mike does uh, but I can't tell based on the situation because it's entirely foreign to me and I'm learning about the world at the same time I'm learning about this guy I can't tell if Oh, maybe that's just an artifact of the world. People behave that way sometimes. Or if the movie is trying to tell me, no, this is I, okay. All this I know is new to you. It's this is new and stupid. It's actually really in, it's, in terms of right. You don't, you don't know Norse, what's stupid for the context. I so you're I going like tell maybe if, this guy's stupid, right. but maybe it's appropriate given the context. In terms of Norse mythology, it's actually really weird for Odin to be like, no, man, peace. You know, that's <laughs> so, bizarre uh, and, for and no just, Odin. You're referring to the fact that after everyone. Dude, yeah, everyone in the dude, world don't. says, don't go mess with the Frost Giants, that Thor goes, we're going to totally go mess with the Frost Giants. Right, right more or less. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, you know, from a story, you know, from a story conference-wise, around the big conference table when this movie was crafted, is obviously that's the character flaw that he's impetuous. But right. yeah, of course, and that would work it's if not, it happened on Earth with what yeah. we know. Hey, it's that dude from The Wire. Um, it's uh, Oh, my God. By the way, the we'll, we'll get back to Asterisk. Go yeah. ahead, Craig. But... Uh, <laughs> It, so that's you know, but it's it's just as ham the the setup of that character flaw is just as ham fisted as the payoff of the character flaw yeah. in that they don't have one. Um, that's like okay, when does he learn not to be stupid and crazy and impetuous? Not to mention that there's something about the way this is presented where it's like I don't get the sense that he's arrogant and impetuous as much as he's an idiot. Right, is, that's is, what I'm saying. Is like it's like it's so and a, clear. And a Norseman. Yeah, there's <laughs> no there's no indication. One of the four Norsemen. Of, there's no indication <laughs> of why this. Is in any way a good idea, or why he thinks that he should be doing this? Now, it's like if he thought, if he was to go, no, I have an edge because I blah blah, which I guess he says something along those lines. But it's like, but no, because they have the secret bridge, or but whatever. But no, you yeah. don't. You can, you, you have a way to get there. That's that's not exactly a superpower in this case. Um, and what is it? You know, and and it's again, it's, just a, it's something in the execution that didn't work for me either. Exactly the same it's, way. It's likewise the same thing where where later on Odin is going to say, "I was a fool to think you were ready," and it's like totally yeah, because <laughs> yeah. because we're watching this and we're like, what aspect yeah. of Thor made you thought he was ready? Yeah. To, to he clearly has no decision making skills whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Trey just touched on something interesting, and Mike had talked about it in his post a while back, which we will link to if you go, if you click through to the forum thread for this. I'll link to the original yeah, thread we had. He had me read the the post I made. Year so, ago, and I was like, totally agree. Absolutely. <laughs> but Mike that really, that means mind. you haven't grown this past yeah. year. Oh, Mike. no. Whoever well, that guy is, he writes really well. What, what, we're all getting at, what we're all getting at here is that this movie behaves as if it is a movie wherein it's a story of a arrogant man coming to humility and then saving the day at the end. And none of that really actually happens. And what we're talking about, and something that Dorkman had said in his post, which was really great, is, okay, think of them as orcs, okay? <laughs> think of them as orcs. The frost giants he means. Right. Yeah. Okay. N- okay, I'm sorry, but I have to interrupt. That's a good line there. 
tell me that's not a good line where, where Thor says, I have no plans to die today. And Idris Elba says, no one does. Yeah, that's yeah, a great none line. Do. Yeah, that's one, a good line. Absolutely yeah. a great line. Come on. There's a lot what? of, yeah. there's a lot okay, of great. They, they got off a good line. Wow. No, there's a lot of great <laughs> exchanges in dialogue yeah. here and dialogue being between two people as opposed to a monologue. So there are absolutely great moments of dialogue in this movie. Great exchanges is what sets the Avengers apart from every other movie yeah. that it's like, too. But, uh, but it's like. Those are great, uh, just like we're talking about with, with character development. It's like there are great moments, there are great payoffs to nothing, <laughs> to, to yeah. no setup, you know? So there are great moments of dialogue that actually don't go anywhere. They're, that's a great almost subversion of kind of— The uh, hero? Not just—well, the hero, but like Norse—because because these are the Norse gods, right? So So there's the idea of the Norse culture and the idea of— Dying, the the glorious death. That death is something to death. be to be uh, strived. Stri- you know, you strive towards death exactly. almost, or and, glorious death. And the idea that that we're not striving towards that death today, and it's like, well, nobody expects to strive yeah. toward that death in in their their day to day life. But here you it's are. It's a great day. You know that is that is, and it's a great day to die. And it, 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 exactly, so that's a great kind of subversion of the culture that they're kind of. Emulating here, there's no necessary. And, and going here. back to your point about the it and you know Odin going, yeah, Odin is a Norse god. He should want to fucking lay down the law. I, but part so of his we interrupted we interrupted Teague and Teague I think once. I, well, I, but well, I do want to go back to that point. Is what I'm saying. Well, I was just talking. The, the thing I made an allusion to is orcs, and that was something that Mike had brought up. And and the way this movie treats it is as if, according to what Mike was saying, as if. Somewhere along the line, Aragorn decided we shouldn't destroy the wings, the ring because orcs are people too. And then the yeah. movie celebrates that. <laughs> and which, then is, also, which is great. But but I, I would that, love Lord, if Lord of the Rings ended that way. That the, would be amazing. The idea is that oh, – exactly. My, po- my post was about the, Thor is as if Aragorn decided that the third act in Return of the King, he had to stop Frodo – <laughs> from from destroying the ring because orcs are people too. Like that's the storyline. But there's no there's no sense yeah. of like there's not you're even a you're moment. You're saying that literally just that starts to happen in the third act. Exactly. With, without any change of the first and second act. Exactly. There's no <laughs> just, moment. Yeah, just like he stop, like they're riding and he, they're they're running across a mountain. He goes, hold up, guys, hold up. Yeah. Something. I, you know what I just you know what I just realized. Fuck this. Yeah. Orcs are people too. <laughs> no, and they turn around and they run the other direction. There's no moment in this movie, and it feels like it wants to get there, and it feels like there are moments where it thinks it's gotten there. Yeah. Where it's like, But it's so disjointed. Where it, it hasn't actually where, earned any of it. Where it's like Thor thinks he's above the humans, and it's actually made almost more clear in the Avengers by the way Loki treats humans and the, and the idea of that. But right. it's like Thor thinks that, that humans are below him. He thinks everything is below him because he's an Asgardian and they're... And the king of the Asgardians. And, and king of the Asgardians, and they're whatever they are. They're the, the, the smaller... Seven realms, they're the realms. moles, and they're the ants, and et cetera, et cetera. And then he falls in love with Natalie Portman, and it's like, oh, humans are people too. Therefore... Maybe the frost giants are right. also people, and that's why he chooses to save them at the end of the movie. That's what the movie is trying to do, right. but it never makes that moment clear because it never clarifies. And and maybe this, I mean, you can make an argument that I'm calling for a kind of spoon feeding towards the audience, but I feel like there's a moment where you have to actually make clear that this is what you are trying to do as a filmmaker and as a storyteller. There's never a moment where there's a a clear moment where Thor says, 
I thought or, or thinks, you know, you see it in the subtext. I thought that humans were less than me, but they're actually valuable. They're actually worthwhile in the universe. Therefore, that could make sense. They, that could they, make sense that the frost giants are the same way. There's never that reasonable connection being made, and therefore, I don't buy the climax. Of Holy what shit! He, they are like 15 feet tall. Uh, yes, yeah. I, if I, you're looking for it, you can see it. But that's, I completely that's agree with everything you just say, and the movie bothers me a lot less. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, despite that, I mean, know, I, I agree. I, I agree completely. It's like, I, like I said in the intro, it's there's point A and there's point B. And there's and, nothing and, in between. And it's, it's, so, so it's like we know how it ends, but we and we know how it begins. You know, so someone understood the idea of a character arc, but not how to build one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like it's like a bridge that goes from here to there, right? But it's the rainbow it's bridge. The, it's the <laughs> middle <laughs> frost. The middle part. How does that happen? How do you build the? Part? There you go. There's a new term for the glossary: is when you have a character arc that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> it's a it's bi- bifrost. The bifrost. <laughs> now, see, I would I, my my Monday morning quarterbacking on the character arc was was to and maybe this connects or maybe this is a, a totally different way, but it's like I would make. Thor even more of a thug it's like go make him full on like Viking like kill 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 enemy yeah you know and 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 like that's all he does that's all he knows and so he's always he's all about dying gloriously in battle it's you know whatever happens whether I win whether I lose it's glorious yay and his father is like dude you know that makes you a great warrior but there's more to being king than that shit and I I think maybe absolutely I think maybe part of your your guys's problem with it is the sense that's this the the this society this Asgardian society as we see it portrayed here has clearly evolved from the the Nordic society that's was the or, origination of the legends of of the people on Earth which is cool which is cool which oh, is which I, I totally want to have sex on a burning ship <laughs> yeah, I do well, I'm pretty sure that's not how it worked but go ahead <laughs> Michael I'm just saying I want to yeah <laughs> so I think so I just wanted to throw that in so I think part of your problem is that okay so we have Odin the all father and as we know Odin he should want to pillage and rape and burn yes, everything yeah, like, right yeah, that's but, how but, he got to where he is right but that, that's that's the Odin we know but that's not the Odin that we see portrayed and right. you're and I think your your guys' problem, maybe if I can speak for you, is that we don't see. There's no kind of explanation for that transition. But well, there's no not, di- oh, I, there's I, no explanation for the difference. I had between no expectations that. about what Odin should be. I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Um, but I'm sorry, I'm just okay. to, just to fin- like if go ahead. Um, it might have been really good to go with uh, to continue Trey's line of thought to fold that in to have Thor kind of just be like old school and be like, no, pillage, rape, plunder, everything. And Odin's like, okay, I know we used to be like that, but we we evolved, and we can't just treat the frost giants and everybody else that way. They're people too, and we've evolved, and you got to evolve too. That's exactly it. My and as, problem, your punish, as your punishment, I'm going to make you a normal person and send you to Earth among the normal. To make people. sure you learn the lesson. My yeah. problem is that is not that Odin was that way. My problem is that we don't see the arc from Thor being that way to right. being the more evolved 21st century version of that. Can I? I have a really quick one, real quick. Um, we might be able to appreciate this. It just occurred to me on paper as a subversion because oh. this is a, a story wherein the and then you escape into the underworld to learn your lesson is an escape from awesome into mundanity yeah. and then back to awesome again, as True. opposed to the other thing around where you have mundanity and then you go fucking what's well, going on in the world? No, you go from Asgard to Minnesota. Well, no, you're <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> or you're absolutely or New right. Mexico or whatever it turns it is out. To a, be. It is amusing in the way where it's like. You you you've got your um your ordinary world and you fall into the underworld and then you come back and we we are the underworld. humans are the underworld yeah, yeah. America is the underworld <laughs> yeah, I do like that as a subversion. we're the purgatory Absolutely. that he's sentenced to that's great Absolutely so, yeah and I, it's, it's, by the way we have an Eddie in the chat room now so we if need he's, to if we, he I have no up, objections uh, by oh the God. way aside from this the monster 
here, whatever it's called. I'm sure there's a name yeah, for I'm it. I'm sure there's a name for it. The um, Raggles Law. Yeah, yes. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a name for whatever this is. Generally speaking, I have no objections to the visual effects in this movie. No. Let's just take that as red. For the most part, they're great. The, and, and They're great, and even this thing is great. It's just a problem of the scale and the weight, which is often the problem with big creatures, is they don't... There's a there's a balance that has to be struck with they they feel giant and threatening but they also can move really fast because people think moving fast means <laughs> yeah. threatening so I don't again I don't blame the visual <laughs> effects artists at all because I'm sure the animators were like no this is wrong and yeah. and the happens the, a lot yeah the directors were like no make it move faster make it and faster. stuff like that because because we only well because we only shot the plate this long and the reaction goes from here to there so you got to match that exactly that, that was always half the time that's been my experience but uh, overall overall speaking. Especially the Asgard stuff, immaculate. Just <laughs> no, it's can't, a rave. can't add, <laughs> add, add, you know, yeah. throw anything. See, now this is, I, I think, this to me, again, I, I, I say that my fix is that Thor was too nice from the beginning. It's like, because this setup here is perfect. It's like, that's right. Now my dad's here. Now we're going to go see some shit. And dad goes, uh, no, actually, you're the <laughs> I asshole. Have to clean up the m- Sorry, everyone. Sorry. My son's a dick. Thor, Sorry. It's dinner time. Sorry. I do think it's, I do think it's weird on Odin's part to be like, how about we just stop? And he's like, okay, six people just came and killed a thousand of my people. And you're saying just stop. Yeah. Look, mistakes were made. Let's not assign blame. <laughs> let's not, let's not well, dwell on it. Here's something that I think it was Eddie pointed out at in, it, it'll in never the forum. Hear. Uh, and he's here now and he can tell me if I'm fucking wrong. But the, the, the distinction between Odin and Thor, who are both of the same race and the same lineage and all that, is that Odin hates war, but he's a great warrior. Thor loves war and he's a great fighter. But he doesn't understand the, the broader distinction. He's not a big picture guy. That sounds like something it's Eddie a, would say. It's a it's good. It's a really good <laughs> point. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad point. I'm just saying it sounds it's, like it's, totally. Thor is a fighter, not a smart. war man. It's the difference between a master strategist and a master tactician. Thor the, is ready to throw that chessboard on the ground. Is that the idea? Yeah. One yeah. night in Bangkok. Thor, Thor is super ready to I win. upend it. <laughs> <laughs> see, like, see, like, like the guy from the see, Seinfeld episode. See, you that's train, a, no now, that's, now that's film school 101. But instead of like knocking over a dinner table, it really they could have got it would have been actually clearer if he was like playing chess with someone and he gets you know, space chess. You're checkmated and he like throws the table over like, ah, it's a stupid game. It's like <laughs> at least that okay, that tells us what that character is. I agree. Yeah. And I that agree. tells us I what that guy is. That would have been a great scene. Man, that, you know, that he's what? a douchebag. In the chat room, uh, Ewing, this is great. I love the chat room for this. Keep keep our infinite forking at the ready. Uh, Ewing wants you to go back to your the wire asterisk. What? Oh, right. Um, well, there <laughs> thank were, you, chat room. Thank you for managing our asterisks. We have too many yes. of them. It's totally <laughs> I'll not, have the little cross. It's totally not a big deal for the commentary, but there were a bunch of fucking racists out there who were <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh. Idris Elba as a, as a Norse god, and the Norse being super white. and There's and an Asian one, too. Super, super, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they had a big deal about Heimdall being black, and everyone was like, uh, excuse me, what? And, yeah. and even Idris Elba That totally Elba blows the like, realism of the movie out yeah. the window for me. <laughs> that, and that was Idris Elba's objection, yeah. too. He was like... He didn't even address the racism. He's like, seriously, you're going to object to a fucking Norse <laughs> god that you don't even believe in having different skin colors? He than points you? out. Isn't, 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 Heimdall, isn't Heimdall referenced in actual North mythology as like the whitest of the knights or something? Or whitest maybe. of the gods or something? I actually so wait, wait, so wait, they're going against the Bible, you're saying, and that, I won't, well, no, I won't no, stand no. for which, that. Which I actually love because that makes it ironic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After, after, after. Centuries of Jesus being portrayed as white. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. This uh, is this is what we object. Actually, to. it's ironic. It's ironic or appropriate in the sense of if you take it metaphorically, in terms of 
as we often take it in the in Western culture of white being pure and black being evil, if he's the whitest of God, he's the he's the most like lawful good of, Which of he the is. gods in those terms, where he's like this person is doing evil, he is doing evil. He's doing it in the name of the law, but this is he's doing but it in the, this is the, in the procedure. Yeah, he's doing it in the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. I object to that, and so I'm going to help. But you. I will follow the letter of the law to right. serve the spirit. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't later. Like later on, his uh, no, one he, of the best lines in this movie. He says, "Are you saying that you're going to uh, you know go against the king because of blah 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 blah?" And they say yes, and he goes good. And he just steps down, and that's the best yeah. moment in this entire movie. That's true. Movie. That is a great moment. But there's the there's the moment even later, which I like a lot as well, where uh, Loki basically just fires him. And he right. goes, oh, so you're not my boss anymore? Oh, that means I can kill you now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's not until he releases him from that charge that, yeah. he, it's that true. he really yeah, does it. absolutely. Yeah, RoboCop was a great movie. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. RoboCop really upset me emotionally. Can I just say that? It did. It, it did. See, because you cared about that character. Verhoeven is like that. I think that's the problem. Football player, dude. I think my problem with Verhoeven is just he upsets me emotionally, which is correct. It shouldn't yeah. be a problem, but You're supposed it's, to have it's that what happen. he does. I have two things. Quick one. I like Kat Dennings. I don't care about she broke girls. She's the best character. But She's I, the best character. I, I yeah, like but her she a lot. Gets all the, she gets all the most obvious lines. It's like every one of these lines is the line that you think of first. And you go, this is my placeholder. Later, we'll do a polish on this screenplay and we'll put something more clever let's be, in. Let's be I fair. just think she's cute. Oh, But yeah. let's be fair. This is, those are the, the obvious clever lines, but they're also the only clever lines that made it to the screen. No, so the, the, for the, us, the, they're obvious, no, but it's not. You were just, we, you were just we're saying, just you're just saying that Idris Elba gets two that are good. You know, yeah. that, that work. She gets, the, she gets the, yeah, we get it. You're totally, yeah. She probably, what, you know, you've got tattoos. We understand what character you're playing. She, she, she's the nerd bait. Has she ever been any Anything else than this? I don't know what else she's done. So. See, that's mm. the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't care what else she's done. But she like, is professionally catty. The bits where the bits where she they you know they take all the stuff and she's like, she's just obsessing about how they took her iPod. Yeah, that's a great scene. Those are great that's dialogue a, moments yeah. because that feels like a real person. Yeah. Anyway, here's what I, 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 I would almost what say. Second, does it feel like a real person to me? This, I would say that the, bit her feels character too is just as well written as Derek Scott's character in Moby Dick, 2010 Moby <laughs> Dick. It's exactly the same. And wait. now, and now we'll pause the scene for the black guy to say the black thing. There was a and character. Back to the scene. Wait, there was an actor named Derek Scott. That's my brother's name. Ooh, crazy. Ooh. Wait, what's your brother's what's your, name? It can't be what, Derek Scott. It, oh, I thought you said Darius. I'm like, that is weird. Good. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> anyway, here's my second thing. I had two things. My yeah. second thing is this is where uh, a thing that I was already kind of grumpy because I couldn't tell if Thor was stupid or the movie was stupid. <laughs> this is the second time Thor. that happened. Thor. Thor. Thor would be the stupid. Thor. Yeah, I know. Um, here's the second time, which is for for me to understand. There's there's two levels of engagement really when you're watching a movie. One is I'm super engaged, engaged. I know what's going on. I know what everyone wants, and I know how they're gonna get it. I just don't know. What's going to happen until we get there, and I'm going to see how they f- figure out a way to get to what they want. That's really, in- I would call that engaged, engaged. Where, okay, I know that those people killed Luke's and an uncle. He's been learning how to beat them, and he has to make that big ball blow up. I really hope he can do this. And, then you, get to the, and then you get to the point where it's like, <laughs> I really don't think he can. And then Han comes in, and you're like, fuck, he can finally do it. That's engaged, right? You, you, you're, you're sort of seeing it play out in front of you because you kind of know the rules really well. And this movie, I was engaged, but not the other thing, because you- he gets down here, and I don't know. Maybe it's there and I missed it, or I, if that's the case, I would say they should have hammered on it a little bit more. Thor joke, but <laughs> I, I never understood exactly how he was gonna get back. So wait. So uh, the whole time I'm like, what does it matter what happens here? Because I'm. Are, are you saying it's unclear Heimdall what the rules Odin are? I'm saying it's are unclear watching. that if he 
But it's not just if he has the hammer he can go back, because he has to earn it, He too, has to right? earn the hammer. Exactly. Yeah, what really I'm saying is it's unclear how, if he's trying to eventually get back home to fix the Loki problems, I never understood properly how he could even do that. Here's a question. Do you think... Unless he had, be... like, a car. He Mike, has to I... learn humility. Right. I, 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 don't think it, I don't think you have to get into the... the nuts and bolts of no i just it's, it's, it just wasn't it's clear story to me. magic it's like, here's what, my, what are here's we my waiting curi- for here? what i'm curious about is do you think it would make a difference because he gets cast out and then odin is whispering to the hammer yeah because the, the hammer is like a magical yeah it's, well, a, it's, it's, magic. a, it's a sexy hammer yeah he whispers to the hammer whoever holds this hammer if you be worthy shall have the, all the power of thor do you think it would have been clearer if thor had been privy to that information yes okay um, if Thor knew that, I don't know exactly how I'm supposed to become wiser and better, but I don't got no, I got nothing else to do. And then he incidentally discovers humanity right. over the course of his. Here's here's what I think would have been interesting, and I don't know how it works because it totally undermines the idea of trying to make this into a like a kind of a romantic comedy type of thing. But what would have been interesting to me is if you know Odin does that thing, whoever possesses possesses this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess all the powers of Thor. Blah blah blah. Throws it down. Some other dude who's, ru- who's picks awesome. up the hammer. Some other guy who's totally just, you know, he's a construction worker and totally has, you know, no. He totally, hey, hammer. And he picks it up and he gets all the power. And then the movie is about Thor, real Thor, teaching this guy how to use the power. So Thor becomes the Obi-Wan. Then, or, by so doing, he learns how to actually be that and guy. And by so doing, he becomes. I like that. Can the construction guy. worker be played by Joss? Because I would love this movie. My question, <laughs> my question is, uh, like, I think it undermines because the Natalie Portman character oh, doesn't her. have to be I like played by better. Natalie Portman. But, but that, romantic, that romantic aspect no longer, I don't know that that has a place in that story anymore because then it becomes kind of a bromance. Well, sure. Almost. Well, yeah, no, no. Between but those I think two characters. What you, you, you could, you can make it the the chick from Game of Thrones, and you could still you know be no, one, sure. one but, to say it. But that you, is know, a, you know the chick I'm talking that is about. A, <laughs> Jesus that no, is a, you know finger cuffs. Uh, that, that is a, that is a proper way to extricate yourself from the insanity of your magic being early. Right. Where you say he's a god. If you do if you do it right, you're a god too. Here's a hammer. It, it everything's in the hammer. And then you just have a movie wherein a guy is trying to teach another guy oh how to be a good person. Yeah. As how opposed to, to anything else. Let the record show that Dorkman is now starting his second bottle of champagne. And knocks the windsock so off his mic. Guys. Yeah. Uh, just to throw it in there, the guy in the truck who Oh, yeah. and, and there's a Stanley so, in here. Seth says too. Straczynski was the guy that so found the hammer. Str- Straczynski and he, found and he the wrote, hammer. And he wrote some of this script. Here comes Stanley. Bam. And there's the Stanley. Yeah, everyone gets there. It's the uh, Stanley. I can't tell. I actually it's a like the And here comes Agent Coulson. I, I like when it when it's. I love Agent Coulson. I when they don't stop forever. Uh, oh, uh, dude. To, to, to use the phrase. Soon? <laughs> <laughs> fucking spoilers, guys! Spoilers. It's still opening weekend. This is gonna come out three weeks from now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's is, still seriously if you haven't seen the Avengers. Um, I to it's only a spoiler to, if you knew that was a spoiler. I didn't give away anything with what I actually said. To use the phrase that Trey used earlier, I like with the Stan Lee cameos when they don't stop the scene and go, "Hey, it's Stan Lee." Yeah, exactly. And so Which, this that, this that, is a good great example. That one was of that. fine. That yeah. one was fine. It just might make you want to go, "Who's that old dude who keeps showing up?" But now here's the thing: you we mentioned earlier the characters keep bumping into each other. Now they just did that for the first time, and it's it's fine. I'm fine with that because it's funny and it's a joke, and it actually it's a joke in the movie that works. Is well, we just have to look for him until we find him, and then she Bump. backs up and hits him. Great, good, fine, do it. But then they're going to bump into each other again later, 
and it's like, okay, now you're just being lazy about your screenwriting. You're just like, it's not even clear what's going on. They gave her but. contacts. Those aren't her normal eye colors. By the way, I okay, also know that, that... No, she has dark eyes. Now they're like kind of glowing. It's weird Ooh, looking. Probably to that, match the comic book that, portrayal. Uh, ID nah. little badge or, or Yeah, Donald label. Blake is Donald the... Blake. Is the uh, and I don't know much about the, Thor mytholo- the comic mythology, but... The god Thor inhabits the body of Donald Blake. Is that right? He beca- he basically, from my understanding, and someone will correct me, I am sure. But um, <laughs> it is the he, internet he basically, when he's cast out, he basically becomes a mortal. Very similar to what I'm talking about, except the two characters become one character. He becomes a mortal, a, a uh, mortal, not immortal. He becomes a mortal, and when he takes up the hammer, he becomes Thor, the god of war. Uh, or the guy so Donald yeah, Blake's well. life. Let's just fuck off on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like so, the guy in source code. Yeah, I think, but I think that's exactly why they decided not to go that right. direction with this, where they were like, okay, Donald Blake is just a guy. We'll acknowledge that that's part of the comics, but that's not who Thor is right. in this movie. Yeah, because there's all sorts of really uncomfortable moral questions to deal with. That and actually, my first, my uh, let me just point out, my first uh, appreciation or understanding of the Thor mythology in comic books was Adventures in Babysitting, where they address the idea of Thor. <laughs> oh, where they have the kind of Kevin Smith Tarantino discussion about well, no, because there's one of the uh, the little girls who's being babysat. In oh, Adventures yeah. in Babysitting, fixation. she has a Thor she's fixation, a, an and then they and... and then they meet a uh, a <laughs> car mechanic who looks exactly like Thor in the movies, and so she becomes convinced. That's, I remember that, that this yeah. is Thor from the comics, and so she believes everything he says, and she and he saves everything. So that's like that was my understanding. That's no. where I get my understanding of Thor hey, from the comic. Meanwhile, that's the Tesseract thing. It's the it's the yeah. thing from that other movie. Okay. The, the the we just had that scene where where um, Loki and uh, and Thor's LARP squad. Uh, all, uh, all were talking, and, and they were talking the to super friends. The super friends, yeah, they were the, the his his uh, you know Renaissance fair g- gang. Um, they they had a conversation where they were like talking about it's as David Mamet said when two characters are talking about a third character, the scene sucks. Um, where they they were talking about Thor, they were describing Thor, and they were like, oh, that's that's really fascinating the way you're describing Thor. If only he had been that when we were looking at Thor. Yeah. Because they said, he's arrogant, he's reckless, he's dangerous. And I'm with Teague. It's like, no, he's a f- fairly o- fairly okay <laughs> guy who makes bad decisions, which is similar, <laughs> but, but not exactly the same. It's like a bad decision is not a character flaw. It's a bad, you had a bad day. It's like, I really thought I could make that light. You know, that's not a character flaw. That's a screw up. I um, like this aspect, though, this scene right here. Where Loki doesn't know that he's what he adopted, was, that he was a frost giant, yeah. and that he's adopted. But of course, this like is going to give us. Aspect. Okay, first of all, sets up Thor's best line in the Avengers. Um, I'm sure this is given more detail in the comics, such that it makes sort of more sense in the comics. I don't even know. Still, I can't defend. Even it. still, will de- well, not us. even the plot line. Just even still, it's still dumb. Pick a different word. Odin sleep. He goes into. Odin's uh, Hey, Mike, after, after a, you're done with the commentaries, are you going to go into Dorkman sleep? He's in a no. coma. Seriously? It's, he's in yeah. a magic. He's it's, in a space coma. Okay, yeah. but what an asshole. But it's his name. What an asshole. 
that he decides to go into his own his yeah. own understood space because yeah. it, it comes out later he's like my mother said he's in the Odin sleep but who knows if he's going to come out so yeah. it's like okay so he does this every so often what a yeah. dick yeah. that well, he does it right now well I mean but come on Luke Gehrig died of Luke Gehrig's disease what's the, what are the odds yeah I mean <laughs> you know it just sometimes it happens it just happens that way sometimes he goes into okay. some I never thought about it that way but fair enough <laughs> okay that's all out now I have a coincidence this happened I have a compare and contrast question here because I was thinking about other movies wherein someone uh, heir to the throne gets cast out comes back later to save the day and what I came up with was the Lion King I came so we'll talk about that or okay, Hamlet but, you know, well whatever. that's Hamlet yeah right. exactly yeah. but yeah. We'll, we'll say the Lion King just because everyone knows the Lion King not it's everyone not quite knows Hamlet, Hamlet but Hamlet yeah. ends a little so, differently now, <laughs> Hamlet <laughs> ends a little differently <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but no, wouldn't it so, be great if Kenneth Branagh Trey, had turned Thor into Hamlet spoilers <laughs> anyway so, no, but here's the thing here's the thing now in the Lion King if I'm, I might be misremembering it, but he goes off and he hangs out with Timon and Pumbaa and he gets old and Matthew Browder shows up in his mouth. Uh, but not much actually like plot related happens there. It's just that you, ass- well, you it assume that... over that within the course of a song. Exactly. Right. Fair. But you assume over the course of the montage that he has learned something, whatever. No, but he, no, he, he hasn't. It's no. Just, and then he grew up. Well, no, he's he's petulant, he got, and then he got older. older. Right, right. Yeah. He doesn't get. He doesn't he grow lear- up until Nala shows. Well, he doesn't learn the lesson. Well, here's my compare and contrast thing. Yeah. So, The Lion King, which I think we all agree is a success of a story, sure. has a moment or a, a, a whole plot chunk where the guy goes off, does nothing, comes back. That's what this movie does. Why but do we it, not like this movie? But again, The Lion King. It skips over that chunk within the course of a two and a half. Minute so song. instead it's of a having a two-hour movie, we could have had a thirty-minute Asgard movie with some Elton John in it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. Okay. So let's, let's. And and right here they're explaining the someone, joke. By the um, way, I want to say hi to from... someone in the chat room named Lactarded. Welcome. <laughs> nice. I mean the whole the whole bit where he likes coffee and so he smashes the cup yeah. and then they have a, a like twenty to thirty-minute discussion over the joke. Yeah. Of he doesn't understand 21st century American New Mexico yeah. social mores. Like, that's not <laughs> how that moment some, works. Some lanterns don't if need it's to going be hung. To work. Thank you very yeah. much. Plus, I mean, Captain Hammer gets a bunch of those. Well, yeah, was... Yes, but I mean, I think the point that they're trying to go for is that he is still this character who has to learn this lesson. The problem is they don't actually pay off with him learning a lesson. Yes, yeah, they don't yeah. show him. So, it, that so lesson. yeah, if it's if he if he throws the cup down and they have a, a resulting conversation about you can't just fucking throw cups around like that, and at some point he goes, oh, well, you know, probably when I threw the cup, that was probably bad, and I shouldn't do that. <laughs> that's, that's sure, a step in the right direction. Yeah, sure. That, and and, I, and I, I think like to go back to what you guys were saying earlier, the, those are the pieces there, and that's what they're trying to do with those pieces, but they don't actually come together. Movie, yeah, in a Joss Whedon movie, <laughs> if Joss Whedon had made Thor, there would be another scene in a diner where he liked the the drink. He and goes he was to almost throw it. going to throw it, and then he was like. He just set it down calmly <laughs> and asked for another one. There's a, That's there's how a, it would work. There's a, of all the weird references, one of the greatest things is the movie Millennium, which is one of those good, <laughs> good, bad movies. But, but oh my Sh- god, that was a movie. Yeah, where um, uh, Cheryl. Holy uh, crap, remember, Cheryl! I can't remember the actress's name, but the lead actress. Is that related to the show Millennium? No, not at all. Okay, um, it's about time travel. And this uh, the, Cheryl the, Hines, maybe not Cheryl Hines. Deke. No, um, Cheryl not Crow. Cheryl Deeks either. Cheryl, not Cheryl Crow. Um, it couldn't. Maybe it's not Cheryl, but uh, Smith. She, she, <laughs> That's all my Cheryl. She man, was I'm a Charlie's Angel, but the the she comes from the future. And in the future, everyone smokes, and they have l- they have little laser cleanup things that will destroy garbage. 
So when you finish your cigarette, you just throw the butt down on the ground wherever you are, and a little laser will vaporize it for you. And then she comes back, and she's in our modern era, and she's like, smokes constantly. She's this gorgeous woman who smokes constantly, and when she finishes the cigarette, she just flings the butt away from wherever she is, like at a restaurant or anything. She just throws it. And, and, and no one, they don't hang a lantern on it. Everyone reacts to it like... Uh, like she just did, you, uh, everyone like notices that she did it, but they don't like have a whole discussion about it. And it happens multiple times before she kind of realizes that everyone looks at her really funny when she throws a lit cigarette across the room. Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. Thank, thank you, you, Jimmy. Thank you, chat room. It's a it's a it's a fifty fifty movie, Millennium. It's got some great stuff, and then it's got uh, some terrible... like I'm not I'm not saying go watch it. No, shit, no, it's no, got no. some terrible execution, but it's great for if you want to see Scott. I'm totally gonna go oh, no, watch you, it now. You, you want to see Scott Thompson? You want to see Scott Thompson play yeah. play yeah, a cyborg yeah. cyborg due to the future with uh, yeah. no lines that I'm aware of? But you go, you go, my God, that's Scott Thompson. Anyway, um, but the that that of all things, the movie Millennium did that better than this movie. Um, <laughs> the, the like you were saying is like is like I love this drink, smash, and everyone kind of goes. Uh, that <laughs> happened. Moving on, you know, yeah. and, rather than like have a discussion on it. Like, no, we we all got the joke. We saw the scene. We're we're here. The, we're the audience. We paid. We paid money. We're here. We're now, with you. Just now, like as they're stealing her equipment, yeah. like a truck pulls into frame, stops just long enough so she can see it, and it pulls out, and she's like, "That's my stuff." Yeah. And it's like this weird moment <laughs> where, as a human being, you're like, "No one would stop at that." Yeah. spot in the intersection like it's on the that truck is on the other side of the yeah. intersection there's no reason and to that's, stop and there. that's only number five on the list of things about this scene that make no goddamn sense yeah and so here's agent colson who spoilers if you haven't watched avengers <laughs> as he, i was he, saying before he's, in, we, it. he's be- in avengers yeah spoiler before we started <laughs> recording he's like the canary of the Avengers <laughs> movies where you know things are about to go off the rails because Avengers has yeah. shown up and now he's dead. Yeah. So you're not going to get that warning anymore. How are we going to know when Iron Man 3? How are we going to know when Iron Man 3 is going to start to suck? Yeah. But, but we're in a post Avengers era now. The Avengers yeah. have already been done. So No, they're going to do the exact same thing again until yeah. Avengers 2. I really yeah, hope we'll talk right. about that and we'll I, do our Avengers coverage. God, I look really at that Dutch angle. Dutch. Stop it. Yes. Well, Stop. It, it really makes an action What's scene wrong out with of, your face? I really hope it makes an action and this one, driving. this one is perfectly not Dutch yeah. until now. No! <laughs> <laughs> By the way, but you, you um, have to rig a crane special to Dutch on the movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, yeah, I was watching. I really hope that now it's from now, the other way. From this point on, <laughs> from this point on, they're like, okay, they see an Avengers, they get that we're going to do that. We can stop now. I but, hope so. But I let me just—I so. just wanted to like say that. Okay, right here is like yes, it, and it's maybe it's coincidence that the movie. Begins to completely suck at the arrival of the Avengers because certainly with Iron Man two, the arrival of the Avengers subplot was gives the movie license to suck. It's like okay, now nothing makes any goddamn now sense. Now it's another movie. So, but but the eight things that don't make sense about what the hell just happened in the past thirty seconds is okay. For some reason, Shield is interested in the still undescribed phenomenon yeah. that she supposedly is the expert has been on. researching for years. Has been researching they in in her drive-in theater where she has her lab or whatever the <laughs> fuck yeah. is going on, and they came and they took. The research, they gave her a check, let her walk away, even though she's the one who has the knowledge of this secret thing that S.H.I.E.L.D. is concerned about, um, didn't say, maybe you should come to the person who did the research. I mean, if you broke into someone's lab and just took their files, how valuable would that really be? I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you want to go, maybe you should come to and tell us what the fuck we're reading and tell us what this is and how does these things plug together and all that stuff. But they just let them walk away. <laughs> Asterisk, we're, right we're, on this scene that's going on. Yeah, on well, I'm just, right all now, my point is like, you know, they just let them walk away and then they proceed to sit there and have a chat um, 
and after a apparently a a a, a, a season has, has passed, they decide to go look for Thor and then find him by pulling up at the at the place where he is, where he's still trying to even leave town, which is only two blocks across. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just some some cut and paste that wasn't quite pasted well in terms. Of I the, just uh, want to point out because anyway, the conversation back to the LARPers go beyond from here, <laughs> and that's totally cool. But right now he's talking about mother says he may never wake from the Odin sleep and blah blah. blah. The next time we see Asgard, we are going to see him having that conversation with his mother. His adopted mother, but still, <laughs> we're going to see that conversation, the totally unnecessary scene with him sitting next to Odin's bed and going, how long do you think this will take? Oh, I don't know when this will happen. And, and you know, Sounds like a little edit- editorial re- revision. Yeah, total problem here. But anyway. In the chat, on. what Trey was talking about with, we should bring someone who knows what the fuck. Uh, Ewing points out that actually happened in Jurassic Park too. Otherwise, you know, Nedry should have brought a scientist with him with those embryos. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, have some goop. Well, presumably, well, he, well, presumably, well, presumably, presumably they couldn't hope get you have a lab in. that can do all the shit that Jurassic Park yeah, can whoever do. Whoever was well, working well, that's, for that's Dotson. a given that the yeah. people these it's a it's a rival company that does yeah, yeah. the same thing. And yeah, just yeah. hasn't you know they, yeah. they presumably enough. have the gear, but uh, and like I said, Shield presumably has the gear too. But it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's the twin prong thing. It's like well, if you're willing to like you know we have. The Constitution, which Shield, you know, frequently tramples on because they're, <laughs> because they're Shield and what they do is because important. America. Yeah, because America. Fuck yeah, that happens a lot. Um, in Avengers but like I said, too, Shield is the Shield yeah. is the group that put Tony Stark, the most rich and famous dude on the planet at the time, put him under house arrest and said, "You're not going anywhere, Mister, until you solve this problem we need solved." There's a whole movie about that. Is um, someone doing that right now to James Cameron? Is that why he said no more movies <laughs> except for <laughs> Avatar? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, they said you just, you have to explore space and the sea. Stop wasting time on movies. We need those asteroids. Mine, and you yeah. don't get to make and Avatar two until do it's it. done. It's like it's like Armageddon. It's like you know, you I'm going to answer Bruce my own Willis. question. Yep, that's yeah. happening. That's fine. I'd like to live in that world. Exactly. Jim Cameron doesn't have to make movies anymore. He's actually he's actually going to the bottom of the sea and mining <laughs> asteroids. You know what? He doesn't have you to make what? movies about those <laughs> yeah. things. Just for just <laughs> just for the record, yeah. just for the record, I want to I want to agree with Teague. I want to live in the world where the Illuminati is putting pressure on James Cameron <laughs> to advance science yeah. in America. I hope that's I agree. I hope that's the world we live in. Can we? We, I'm sorry. Can we make a new version of the oh League God, of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah. <laughs> what? You were in the shot. Yeah, like, it's Brian with a, with a fro. Anyway, um, you may not have uh, a fin a fro. <laughs> you may not have noticed, but um, the the characters right. um, actively and decisively <laughs> just move, missed the boat, huh? The characters I, I just, just say it. I just missed it. Actively and decisively move the plot forward by bumping into each other at random and uh, and uh, saying, "Okay, can I give you a ride?" The ride that he refused earlier. But now he's accepting no. because he couldn't get a ride. To be fair, he didn't refuse it earlier. She refused it to him, and now she chooses. Right, to fair enough. It. So the, because they've demonstrated a great character arc on her yeah. part. Yeah, it's although a really big although <laughs> it is the best lo- the best moment in this movie, I think is the is pet when, store is when she no the when pet she store calls joke is cute. when she calls uh the guy the the head scientist I can't remember his uh, name. Selen Thank you. Yeah. Um, when or, she calls him and she goes, "Hey, uh, I'm fine. Uh, so I'm <laughs> yeah. at the place right now that you told me totally not I, to go yeah. to. I'm pretty much doing the exact thing that you told yeah. me not to yeah. do. Sorry. A great character moment. Come that was, help me. That you, That's the best. Yeah. That is the best moment in this entire movie. And I think I a good performance on her part. I agree. You, there are many many instances throughout Natalie Portman's acting career where she's horrible, but sometimes she's good. And I think that scene is where she's good. And she's as good as she can be in this movie. I just I agree. Made a really horrifying discovery. So here's the scene that has no business being in this movie, given the other conversations we've already had. Um, we made popcorn last night for a thing we were shooting, and left it on the table every night. And now it tastes and chews exactly like movie popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. 
Now you've discovered oh, something. Oh, God, the secret is yeah. just let it sit there for a day. Yeah. I was wondering yep. why it was. Sometimes it comes to so the good. theater in the bags. Oh, my God. Really? I was wondering. It's the bag popcorn, popcorn from the liquor store, but you leave so it overnight, good. and then you get... Just, just like movie popcorn. Yeah, but, but you watch them pop it in the, in the fucking thing. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, clearly... Well, you watch them pop the top layer, Brian. <gasps> the Illuminati's controlling James Cameron. Wake up, Wake sheeple. Anyway, clearly they needed to keep coming back to to Asgard to... Bridge the holes in the the New Mexico saga of, and then they're in the car, um, and then they're just suddenly at the hammer. So okay, we just gotta somehow we gotta cut back and forth, you know. And I I certainly does seem like they just for whatever pacing reason they put the they put the description of the Odin sleep scene after the scene where they've clearly already talked about Odin sleep for whatever yeah. pacing reasons they they swap those two. Where's Trey? Here's Trey sleeping. He's he's, he's in Trey sleep. He's in the Trey sleep. It's like gay marriage. And then I had gay lunch, and I gay parked my car. So here is where um, the inexplicable strategy of S.H.I.E.L.D. becomes all the more inexplicable, is basically how they handle virtually everything that happens for the next half hour. Which what, is with like, the habit trail? Well, it's the habit trail makes sense, but the no, it's like the giant space dude breaks in and tries to take the hammer and then gets away, and we'll let him because... S.H.I.E.L.D. America. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. America, goddamn. Because the plot demands it is why, and because because well that's where this draft ended, and then we want to use the part from the next draft where he was free again. So, uh, Colson, get in here and make the movie suck. This might be an unfair question because often, in fact, frequently in movies we allow things like this. But I just want to ask the question just to make sure that there's not a better reason than it happens in other movies. So fuck you. Why is Natalie Portman's character in the movie aside from the fact that she happened to be there? Yeah, that's a problem. She happened to be in the desert. Okay, so it makes total sense that she got hit by Thor because she was in the desert. But they could have put Brian in the truck in the desert. Why Natalie Portman and her character? Yeah. Why that? Why profession? Why all that? Not thing? to mention this is a legitimate question because if there's an answer, I'm, I'm, it's not a rhetorical question. I'm, I'm, I would love to know an answer if we have one. Is Okay, so they took her research because of the atmospheric phenomenon, which is a thing you can look in the sky and see. What of her research was of use to them and what is the application thereof that they are doing with exactly now? which brings us back to why not brian <laughs> yeah, exactly. which yeah that that led to the, my question is like hey. yeah well because she no, has I'm saying you, you were just as qualified as her she has the research that they don't really ever do anything with that i'm aware of well if you want the really it's from the comic answer it's no <laughs> no, well, no, and, and no, no, tell me. No, 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 I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Here's my, here's my, 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 all I'm saying is, like, yes, I'm sure there is an answer in the comic, and that's the movie's fault for going, well, it's in the comic. And, 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 what, saying, and, what, is, and what is that answer? True. I'm not saying that's not true. But to answer Teague's base question, you had the Donald Blake human version of Thor in the comics, and his love interest was a nurse called Jane Foster. So they needed that love interest Jane Foster character because that's one of the only supporting Earth characters but we don't in get the, the comic we don't mythology. get the duality of man thing going on with Thor in this movie <laughs> the Jungian thing sir saying, I'm not arguing that I'm saying out of all, pretty much the entire Thor mythos 98% of his supporting characters are all Asgardian he really has no touch tone on Earth supporting cast from the comics other than Jane Foster. Fair enough. So if, which, you're, if you're pulling from the comics... So it's a comic book character. To do, and, <laughs> and they updated her from being a nurse because Dr. Donald Blake was a doctor, so you had corresponding situational you know, confluence there. They said, well, what do we update her to? Uh, astrophysics, yes. And yeah, that's okay. where it goes off I just the rails. F- Thank you, Seth, by the way. Yeah. I just want to float this. If that's the case... 
if the answer is basically okay, well, the kind of people know that name and like her, uh, and she needs to be updated. So, astrophysicist, can't Thor be gay and can't she be Neil deGrasse Tyson? I'm just putting that on the table. <laughs> I w- I'd watch that movie. I would. I would. I would watch, watch the movie. love scene, man. Well, like, don't I'm you want to see Indy G? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great? Like, wouldn't it be great if when he when Thor realized he was gay, that's when he could pick up the hammer again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Don't, you've been denying it your whole life, don't you see? I was pointing out. Don't you know who you really are? I was pointing out, I mean, Thor and Donald Blake, those that dichotomy, I was like, that undermines the idea of turning this into a romance. It could. <laughs> it could be a romance. <laughs> yeah. If you really good. wanted to. Not, By the way. Not in this day and age. On screen, what we're talking about, uh, not what we're talking about, but on screen, because there's not a relationship between Thor and Hawkeye. But My mind is um, telling me no. On screen, what's happening, Hawkeye is here. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know Marvel Comics, you don't know who the fuck this There's guy is. Douchebag. Who decided to go for a bow yeah. instead of a, a, a sniper rifle? And it's like, and it's that I don't understand why it should care or why this character. And it's the guy is from Hurt Locker. Ways. It's that guy from Hurt Locker with yeah. a bow and arrow. I don't get Which it. I totally forgot it was it, that they had put Jeremy Renner yeah. in this role this early. Here's the weird thing. Here's a really weird thing. This early, I didn't this know who the ago. fuck this character was, and I didn't know who the fuck, why the fuck we should care about him, but it's what put Jeremy Renner on the map for me in a weird way. <laughs> I was like, okay, Jeremy Renner played that character, and the movie behaved as though I should understand who that is. Well, the Hurt Locker. So who is Jeremy Renner? Yeah, and then Hurt Locker and stuff like that. So also, he was the there. main guy in Gattaca. No, he wasn't. I'm just trying to... Uh, see, I, Mike's <laughs> just, drunk, and I'm trying oh, okay. to like alter oh, his trying, memories. Like, oh, okay. He's, he's, he's trying, trying to, to blow him. my mind. No, I did okay. that last week, too. It almost works. Oh, 50% of my mind <laughs> was trying to blown. There you go. Right. Cool. Yeah. No, because like last I, I, week... I, I, I'm sorry. I jumped in too soon. I should let it ride. I'm he sorry. Had, he had said, if enough people told me to watch something, I don't want to watch it. I'm like, Mike... What was that? What you I totally never watch to... Community. I said that. I said that on the forum, not on the show, but on the oh, forum. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you... if, en- if enough people tell me to watch something, I'm like, fuck you. You're not the boss of me. And I was like, with this knowledge, I can control whatever Mike ever sees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike, you gotta watch Community, like right now. Yeah. Which would be a great, in- including that into the, um, into Thor's into arc. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, imagine including that kind of bit of personality into Thor, where Odin goes, "Son, you've got to learn a lesson," and Thor goes. <laughs> Fuck you, no. <laughs> and so he comes. So he knows, he, you know, he has where, to he where, has to learn so his lesson to, to to grab the the hammer and go so, home. So basically, there's a Marvel movie where the arc comes down to duck season, rabbit season. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what you're talking yeah, about. Pretty much, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay, so now here, here's here's maybe a structural flaw is Thor has just and we're I don't know where we are time wise in the movie about halfway about halfway through at least at least Thor now recognizes there's an issue right he's like oh. I seem to have. Wait, what? You know, he didn't realize he had a problem. Until Honestly, now. if you watch his mouth, I'm pretty sure this is is ADR, and I don't know. I'm not privy in to it. In the rain, yeah, probably. But if you watch his, if you watch his mouth, he just screams inarticulately in the verse in the the final theatrical version. I'm pretty sure it was why in yeah. the script. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure that's what he said in the yeah. script. Do not want <laughs> smelly boy. It's yeah. So okay. So now he realizes. Oh, I am not worthy of the hammer because, you know, maybe that's also a structural issue. Is, is as you said earlier, he got sent through the through the through the yogurt portal, and <laughs> and and then after, been there, man. And then <laughs> no. Well, we all have at least once in our lives. And you but, say I haven't gay parked. Yeah. And, but and then and then you know, I gay uh, parked just today. And then Odin. And then Odin was like, minute, 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 magic spell, magic spell, magic mirror on the wall. You know. So it's like, yeah. 
Thor doesn't know I'm sending you to Earth for this reason. Mm-hmm. Thor just goes, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it automatically would be better to go the other way. I mean, I like the idea that Thor is kind of bumbling around going, I would like a, a, a bird to ride on and all that and <laughs> throw, the, throw the coffee mug down and all that. That's fun. Um, so, but for better or worse, he has finally just realized, oh, I, for some reason, I, it's not going to be as easy as I thought. I can't even just pick up the hammer and go like I thought. So that's good. But it does make the past 15 minutes feel kind of aimless in terms of, well, what was he trying to do? Right. It's, I mean, the basic dramatic structure of a character has a problem. There's something in the character's way to solve the problem. And then he solves the problem. He doesn't even realize he has a problem until yeah. this point halfway yeah. through the film. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Do we object as, nope. a, as, a, yes. as a couch of skeptics? <laughs> do we object to the idea magic is just science we haven't solved yet? Not at all. Okay. I, because because they well, a, if we ever they, saw magic, well, no, that's maybe that, I objected that, but that's not what Arthur C. Clarke says. Is that what they just right. turned it well, yeah, into? That's, well, yes. okay, so, okay. Well, well then they, that's the bullshit, re- and I call bullshit. The reason, yeah. well, the reason that's, that's totally backwards. What Arthur C. Clarke said. See, I don't, I don't mind they, because they at, speci- they at least they quoted him. They specifically <laughs> they specifically invoke Arthur C. Clarke, and that's yeah. why except, I'm fine with him. Except the other guy dismisses him as a science well, fiction. Well, the, yeah. the distinction I would make is if we lived in a world where Seth Brower could make the remote float to his hand. Mm-hmm. Well, just it was the thing as read that just happens sometimes. Then I'm like, yeah, that happens. We just don't understand it yet. But if we don't live in a world where that happens, no. <laughs> yeah, but see, because again, if there's no magic, there's nothing to. But, 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 but see again, that's not what Clark said. No, I know, right. I know, no. You're, yeah, I, I, was, I was agreeing with you. So from the, I, 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 but here's the question. Angle. Here's the question. If Seth Brower, he's got that Crix Nadine beard thing going on. If you, if what you, is with his beard in this scene, it's different. If you lived in a normal world and then you met Seth Brower and he could occasionally make the. Remote control flow to Which we're not hand. saying he can't. Right. Would would your first thought be holy shit magic, he must be God. Or, or they've whatever. invented really transparent string. Or what's he's, the trick? He know yeah, what's the trick? What's the tr- and exactly. which is which is the openings uh, chapter of the Methods of Rationality, the Harry right. Potter fan well, fiction, I, where I, Harry Potter is a scientist essentially, and McGonagall shows up and does magic and he goes Okay, time to revise my I'm, model of how the world works. I am easily 15 chapters behind of where you are, <laughs> and I introduced you to it, so I need to check that out. You really do. It's, I love it's, it. Uh, it's quite honestly, it. it might be my favorite piece of fiction ever. Nice. Quite honestly. Now, here's something I want to get into. Mike, um, it's come yes. up in the chat room, and now I want to get your opinion on it because you are a resident lady. Um, in, in terms of in terms of beefcake, wow, okay. In terms of beefcake, how's me. Chris Hemsworth doing? Because <laughs> in the chat, I'm getting uh, I'm getting uh, some mez. How are you feeling? Because I, I I think he's a big fucking lovely slice of man. I need you to explain to me what mez means. Because <laughs> I had a lot of It's a metro lesbian. It's Multiple the, no, it's the of meh. 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 Um. Because I, you know, I'm just saying that's a lovely hunk of dude. I, 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 if he came I, with up his shirt me, off and everything, okay, I'm like, if yeah. he came up to me, me, Captain America actually preferable. But if he came up to me and offered me a drink, I wouldn't say no. But Captain America, <laughs> say, wait, wait, definitely. Wait, 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 wait. Of all of the Marvel guys, do you go for Tony Stark or Captain America? Captain America. Yeah. 100%. I'm not going to say... No to any of them. I'm not going to say what Captain what I would do to Captain America, because that's, that's a little rapey and uncalled for, and I'm not going to say that. And, and of all people, Captain America would not yeah. be down with that. Exactly. But if Captain, <laughs> Captain America... Captain America would not be down with that. But if Captain America... Oh, he's, he's conservative. But if Captain America wanted to do anything to me, <laughs> I would not say, look, look. Well, for the good of your country. Yeah. Exactly. What I'm going to look. Anything for you, Captain. If Captain, look, as a, as a grown American man, if I can't approve of getting wrecked by Captain America, 
what are we even fighting for? <laughs> That's what I want to know. And there Honestly. it was. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And yeah. there it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, that brought a tear to my so, eye. Yes. Uh. Chris Evans, 100%. Chris Hemsworth, 80. 80%. That's he's a, fine. He's a foreigner. No, but where's yeah. Tony Stark? Exactly. Tony Stark. Tony Stark's kind of greasy. No. Tony Stark, I go on a couple of you dates. You don't want to hang out with, like, you, you cool want to go on the date. Tony, go Tony on Stark, I'd want to go on a date with. <laughs> because you're going to take wanna, a jet to Lompoc, yeah. God knows where. I'd want to hang out with. I'd be, And then we'd have the awkward conversation where it's like, let's just be friends. No, but then you're like, no, seriously, though, let's please be friends. Let's please, let's hang out. I want to play with that, and I want to play with that thing. And I want the Jets. I'm Tony, I'm Tony Stark is the friends with benefits. Exactly. Guy. Yeah. I'm into science and if you want to do you know what, man? All right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna again, it's a little rapey. I'm not gonna say <laughs> what I do to you, but if you want to do it to me, I'm not gonna say no. Cause you know, you'll fly me to sing. So he's just supposed to rape you and suppose you're into that shit? Well no. To take because Louis C.K.'s line. Because we talk about it and I'd say yes. So it's not a rape. You know, it's yeah, a, it's consensual. You're, you're bent over a dumpster like this first. is fine. This is fine because you're Iron Man and you have a lot of money. You well you negotiate the safe word beforehand. Exactly. Everybody knows that. The safe word is stop. The safe <laughs> word is Thanos. That's a, <laughs> anyway. So here's a scene that again I'm like Okay. Yeah, nothing. we're beyond where I rewatched it. So yeah, now okay. we're in now, Uncharted territory. Now we are deep inside Avengers. Now movie for me, nothing, nothing that anyone's doing is making any sense. Yeah. Now. And if anyone would like to explain how you know Stellan Skarsgård thinks, I'm just going to walk into the secret government organization and give them some bullshit line and say, "Yeah, we want that guy that you've been interrogating who killed half your squad last night, or put them in the hospital at the very <laughs> least." And then the fact that he is successful because apparently. Shield's theory is no, we'll let them go and watch them, or you could take them into custody it's, like you do with everyone else that you ever deal with. It's really weird because <laughs> in every Shield movie or in every Avengers movie, Shield is like, "Well, you killed a bunch of people, but as long as someone vouches for you, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's all right." But there's a total stranger here who says you're cool, yeah. so <laughs> off you go then, I guess. Yeah, it would be it would be fine if. If Shield was like, okay, we're gonna let them go, but we're gonna watch them still, which is kind of their their modus operandi, but you would still also need some sort of end towards which they are watching them. You know, like we need them to lead us to the blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. But the only blah 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 that exists is it's the hammer. Ass. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. they have is we already have, and yeah, okay. Now, okay. Oh my now, god, this happened in Star Trek with his son. That's weird. This also happened like halfway through Breaking Bad. It's this totally scene weird. right here <laughs> in the in the bar where it's like, oh my god, so, I just realized. Okay, now we are we are trying to we are trying to chart the character growth. So okay, the yes. character has learned there's a problem, and now he's sort of acknowledging that there's a problem and recognizing that okay, I now I'm lost. I don't know what I'm, my deal is. He's on stage what, two of AA. What, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's going to make amends and all that kind of stuff. It's then he has fine. to realize there's a higher power, and then he's like, <laughs> oh no, wait, I'm a god. That's right. <laughs> We're through the looking glass people. Like, I know. There's a higher power. It's my dad. He's, uh, but he's dead. They tell me. No, he's in Odin's sleep. That's what Loki said. He was dead. Yeah. Odin dead. He's Odin dead. <laughs> he's not just Odin sleep. <laughs> he's an Odin like, dead. It's like Odin sleep is like is like when they say that we we sent the dog to a farm so he could chase rabbits. Like, oh no, he's in Odin sleep. Sparky is having his Odin. He's, having his, he's in Sparky sleep. <laughs> I'm totally gonna use that with my kids. I'm totally gonna use that. No, he's in Odin when sleep. When the when the hamster dies, you say no, he's in Odin sleep. He's in hamster <laughs> yeah. sleep. It's okay. <laughs> it's hamster sleep. It's special sleep. Now, what if your kid says, "Dad, what's the difference?" Manifest 
between hamster sleep and death. I'm going to give him a huge fucking hug. Huge. <laughs> for asking me that question. You're like, I love you, son. Yeah. That's right. I love you, you so much, yeah. and you're right. And you make me so proud, and yeah. then that'll just reboot their software. You've reached the age of reason, and now I can tell you, yeah. Hamster sleep is <laughs> yeah. dead. There is no, <laughs> there is no heaven, and you, I've reached that age you, where you can handle. But that. see, you worked it out for yourself, and that's what <laughs> makes it so important. And by the way, do and you want is, a fish? And that <laughs> is worth this small animal dying. Congratulations, <laughs> son. Now Sparky did not go to hamster sleep in vain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Seth's saying something off can- off mic. In some versions of the Thor, with his hammer, it's actually. Engraved on the hammer itself. The something. The line about the whoever be worthy. The incantation. Yeah. Wait, so it's written on the fucking thing? Not in this version. It'd be great. It's a great weird it little kind of. Oh, the, the, I don't know. It's the a little, rune. The little Celtic thing. It's a rune. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the fucking Boy Scout. By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> yeah. Fleur, you mean the Fleur de Lis? Yes, but it's not a Fleur de Lis. No, it's another. The power of Grayskull. God, He Man needs to be a movie just because so sexy. Anyway, but. Anyway. Really? They're talking about He-Man. He-Man is sexy. Because pre- Hemsworth would play that, too. Hemsworth? Well, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Mike's just like, that's okay, cool Okay, so wait. Now, <laughs> hold on. I want to focus on this part just because this apparently also yes, has something yes, to do yes, with yes. whatever the fuck was happening in the Avengers. Is something to do with these guys or some other guys or well, whatever? Well, he's lying. Or just Loki be... in general. What's his deal? Loki wants what? Where are we yeah. at with Loki now? Okay, it's a little weird because... Before Loki even knows he's a frost giant, he lets the frost giants into Asgard. That's just right. Just to kind he, of he troll was the, Asgard. He was the traitor before he even knew that right. he was right. Okay. And then now he's going to Jotunheim and telling the frost giants, hey, I'll let you in because I'm the king now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm then later and I... on, there's this total, like, triple uh, agent thing where he's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to, because I care about Odin, but I really don't. And pissed with him for lying and blah blah blah. It's complicated. Like, it gets super confused <laughs> yeah. in the third act here. By the way, uh, Brian and Mike, maybe not as much Trey. Does the wire guy in his outfit remind you of that one blue dude in Power Rangers with the gold armor? Remember that? He, well, he, okay. he worked for Repulsive okay. Rita. <laughs> Let me be clear. That was the Green Ranger. <laughs> No, not he's not Blue Ranger. No, I'm talking the about Blue Ranger. He's one the of the Blue Ranger is the one that everyone says I look like, which is true. But no, but he's not. <laughs> he's not talking about a ranger. He's talking about one of one the, repulsive. The, oh, Goldar. Guys. Goldar. Okay, you pull out the name. Sure. <laughs> Let me bust it out. <laughs> Goldar, who looks like the Egyptian, like he's a he's a you know. But he's uh, a blue dog uh, inside of it. He's a uh, he's black. He's black. It figures his name would hey, be Goldar. Hey, that's hey. blue. That's racist, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, he does. Uh, you know what? Now that you've said it, I never made that connection. But now that you've said it. He looks a bit like Goldar. I'm going to agree. Dude, I want to okay. see a, like a gritty Nolan reboot of Power Rangers. That'd be ridiculous. Dude, oh, wow. awesome. I have I have thought about it. <laughs> Don't even get me started. I've thought about it. <laughs> and nothing? In the same way that I've thought about a gritty reboot of Captain Planet. Okay. <laughs> As we discussed at the beginning of this, All right. this and, episode. And now I'm just, I want to connect the dots again. So they, they This m- is when I went to go pee during the oh, theatrical. Nice. I don't think you missed anything. Uh, but they... So they, they managed to, uh, Stellan Skarsgård showed up and gave a bullshit story, talked them from out of releasing into releasing the guy who had just beat up half their squad and, <laughs> and, and fell from the sky. Um, first they went to a bar <laughs> to grab a drink and have a chat. Yes. <laughs> now they're finally coming back to Natalie Wait, Portman. that was an important line. 
What? Was because I don't think you're Thor, but you ought to be. But, no, but yeah, exactly. Because Stellan Skarsgård just said something the movie isn't indicating, but it's indicating that the movie thinks it's indicating it, where he says, you're not the god of thunder, but you ought to be. It's like, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I w- please explain that, Stellan. What did you see? That's a, yeah, exactly. That's a really good... That Subtextual would, thematic moment yeah. that uh, would be really great if it played out. I feel so sad for Natalie in this. Although scene. it also it's it's also like again that's that's an aspect of Norse mythology being manhandled into 21st century morals mor- morals yeah. because it's like no if he were Thor the god of thunder he would kill you for saying that <laughs> for saying that. And for being close to the woman he wants, yeah, he like would, they, every aspect of that is against you wanting to be. Thor would be skipping the flirting part of this relationship. Yeah, <laughs> he'd have gotten down to business already. He'd have got Game of Thrones on this bitch yeah. <laughs> and just taken her over the table. He's way too, way too soft here. Yeah, I so this is the scene that I, I before when I took you by force, I realized now that was wrong. Yeah, this <laughs> is the scene I had to respect you as a person. That I've yes. literally maybe never later seen you'll come back oh, and do wow. a song with me. And you, well, you can see how much it adds to. Okay, so this is part of them falling in love. It's, yeah. Uh, Ryan, they had breakfast. They drove in a car, and now he's brought back her notebook. I saw which, this. Which he literally, which literally, Stellan Skarsgård pulled at random off a table full of stuff. No, 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 no. Thor, Thor pulled it. Thor pulled it. Okay. I, I, All the more like at random off a table full of stuff. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, th- I think the intention is that he pulled it knowing what it was, how, but, how but how does he know how that? that how, that, how he knew yeah. that is left as an exercise to the viewer. I saw this. <laughs> I saw this with Ryan, Ryan Weber. Who has been on the show before? Name drop. And he he told me <laughs> I came back you mean from the Ryan vs. Darkman videos. Sorry, I, I have to stop right now. She just said Shield is going to do everything in their power to stop this research from seeing the light of day. You mean by letting you go, letting him go, yes. <laughs> letting everybody walk all over them, and having a huge habit trail in the middle of the desert? That's their secret plan <laughs> to prevent anyone from ever knowing about you what's know going what? on. That's about equivalent to legitimate real-world conspiracy theories. <laughs> exactly. Let's be clear. But so, yeah, uh, it makes I came perfect back, sense. I went, I went pee. I can't. Uh, this scene, because because again, I was like. I know movies well enough to know I can pee during this scene. Yeah. And I, I did came, the exact same thing during yeah. 28 weeks later. <laughs> I came back and I was like, I turned to Ryan and I go, what do I miss? And he goes, they sat there and went, we like each other. <laughs> like yeah. that was the Pretty whole much. scene. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, I'm seeing this for the first time. Well, isn't it lovely? How do you feel about it now? Oh, it's really well lit for fire. He said Hubble telescope, and that's funny because he's a foreigner. (laughs) Did he? I wouldn't even know because they spelled it the same way. Yeah, they just said Hubble. No, it does say Hubble in the subtitles. It says Hubble. So you, you, got, you guys are deducting points that you don't deserve to deduct. Yeah, exactly. Now he's explaining. Now he's explaining this whole relationship of this whole. Okay, galaxy I thought, that, I totally thought one of the realms was called Anaheim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be fair. Let's That's, be fair. John Carter did the same thing, yeah. calling different worlds. There was Barsoom, which was yeah. Mars. Jossoom, which was Earth. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Monsoon, which was Florida. <laughs> <laughs> mostly most serious of the year, business. Yeah. So yeah. So this is after he's raped her. Now I guess. Yeah. Not to play Which her. she seems okay about. She seems it's been okay. So it's not rape. Like she was cool That's with it true. afterwards. <laughs> she was all right. And now back to the LARPers. I feel terrible making rape jokes. It's yeah, terrible. I know. <laughs> I know. We've made too many. <laughs> and yeah. And now it's like it goes a little Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, seriously? I mean, seriously? No. This because guy... that guy is totally <laughs> fucking. Oh shit. What's the door's name? Yeah, I know. Gimli. 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 He's doing a full on Gimli. That's how much drinking I've done. Yeah. That dude is Gimli. 100%. He's all Gimli. That. Except he's tall. He's a big guy instead of a yeah. small guy. 
Yeah, which it's there's another thing, and it, it was an arg- it was something I really objected to with um, John Carter of all things was John Carter was all about. John Carter's closest analog to John Carter really is the Flash Gordon, the '80s Flash Gordon, because it was all about it's trying to be. It yeah. was all about the Flash and the substance, and not about anything making any goddamn sense. And one of the things that I, you know, we talked about it in the Lord of the Rings. You may recall we did Lord of the Rings, um, <laughs> and we talked about it. It was a long day. It was a big day. We talked about it extensively in this, and and this is like I give this some pass, but but it really bugged me in John Carter of Mars, where the armor was all art direction and nothing to do with anything that made goddamn sense as armor. Yeah, It's like, got John Carter, everyone's like, I've got... I've, Here's my boob. It's, it's kind of like partial, <laughs> it's kind of like partial sort of Greco-Roman, but then it's got fur sticking off the This side. is wonderful armor protection for my upper right yes, bicep. Yes, I've got a thing around my wrist, and it's like, yeah. and we live in a desert, so none of this shit makes any perfect sense at all anyway. And where do As we opposed even, to doing where do we even Where do we ourselves. even get the this material from, and how do we make it, and all that? And why do the bad guys and the good guys have the same armor, so it, uh, you can't even tell them apart? Um, and I feel a little bit way about the Asgardians as well. It's kind of like, you're armored. The Asian guys kind of got Asian armor on, and, and so... It's like your armor doesn't make sense to me as armor, and you're supposed to be these fighter people. See, and I it makes sense I, I, to me I, I, as like action figures, but it doesn't make sense to me as armor. I can, kind of, I, I can kind of see that point with the with the armor itself, but overall, I really really dig the the production design of Asgard. I, yeah, the, I do too. I'm not, I'm not arguing about that. Yeah. But, That's why I say I give this I give this movie more points because Asgard clearly is about ostentatiousness. And, yeah. And, and, well, here, well, here's and the thing that I love about the ability that they're clearly sticking to across the board. Well, the, the thing that I love about the portrayal of Asgard and, and that, that aspect of it is it's clearly, okay, we are thousands of years past. We've, we've reached our singularity thousands <laughs> of years ago and we have unlimited amounts of energy and material and we can manipulate reality to pretty much Which do whatever we want. Played into in the Avengers because they've got unlimited Energy. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, so, and it's like, okay, we have, we're all immortal. We have infinite energy, and we can build whatever we want. So let's go nuts. So we, we have a thousand years to design the coolest fucking citadel castle thing we we want. And I, to me, I feel like whenever humanity does, if we do get to the singularity point where it's like we just, none of us have to work anymore because we are past that point, and we can just spend all of our time doing whatever the fuck we want. Let's design the craziest, coolest shit you've ever seen. Hey, Brian. And I feel like that's what society will look like 10,000 years from now. Here's my question. Good use of Citadel in a sentence. Yeah, nice. Here's my question. Now that we brought this up, because there's like the one Asian guy in Asgard. (laughs) That's the right proportion, though, right? One one third of the world population right now, 2012, Asian. What do you think... (laughs) The super future will look like, <laughs> you know, a thousand years from now. Well, we're talking what, about, what, we're talking what about the Asgard. What is the production design versus... going to look like? Oh, the, so you're... Per, the Asgard, like, just in terms of if you're if you're thinking of Asgard as this film clearly does mm-hmm. smartly, because as, a, as an alien race that is post singularity, trying to play into the idea of the Avengers, trying to play into the idea of trying to make a single magic bean of the Avengers where. It's a science beyond our comprehension mm-hmm. idea. Hulk works that way. Captain America works that way. <laughs> Thor works that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. What does Asgard look okay, like? Okay, but jumping back, connecting the dots. Okay, so Thor learned that his father was dead and he is eternally banished because he's not worthy. And they go, no, dude. <laughs> so, okay, well, that's fixed. Okay. Get that out of the way. I'm just curious. <laughs> like, setting aside the movie, because I totally agree with, with Trey, movie doesn't address these problems as well as it should. <laughs> 
what do you think Asgard would look like legitimately if it were to extend a thousand years from our our present? So you're saying the Asgard, the YMCA, the, Osga- <laughs> the, the Asgard we're seeing here extending that a thousand years further into the future. Is that yeah. what you're saying? No, uh, the Asgard, Asgard what, should be. If we were looking our at ourselves. Oh, what Asgard is, what is 30 is, years from now. What is Asgard? It's a thousand that's what, years from that's now. What, I think what is our Asgard, Asgard look yeah. That's why I think Joss Whedon, when he was left to his own devices to come up with a cool story, I think he nailed it in Serenity. It's yes. like, you're going to see the, you know, the Anglo-Chinese, yes. you know, melding. I, I, I agree with, yeah, I yes. agree with that. I would, the, the or thing Firefly I, in general. The, yeah. the, the thing I would add to that would be that the, the line of demarcation is not going to be as concrete as it is in the firefly universe because in the firefly universe they speak english and they curse in chinese and that's pretty much it <laughs> well, and, yeah, a, and yeah. as xkcd pointed out for a universe that is half chinese there are surprisingly few chinese people in that future there's a whole bunch of chinese people in, that in the backgrounds but okay. there's yeah. not a lot of speaking roles how many chinese people are there in firefly because i can't think of any in there's the background a, well, there's extras. a bunch in the pilot when they're walking around the market yeah the yeah. market's full of them the no uh, characters though just extras. exactly exactly gotcha well everyone no uh, shepherd book is chinese what? Actually, Are you saying he's black? Yes. <laughs> That's racist. Sorry, I just wanted to bait you. I was dumb trolling. Although although I will point out that, that a friend of mine was like, there was a they have a black friend that says bueno and no bueno, and they're, they're like, That's weird. I'm like, that's really Anglo normative if you to think <laughs> it's okay if the Chinese person Oh look at this bleeding heart over here. If the Chinese person acts white, but if they act like Hispanic, that's weird. <laughs> like, yeah. that's really interesting. We have a guy on our forums who's from Norway who speaks English. I th- I'm pretty sure it's a second language. I'm sorry, Tom, if I'm wrong about that. But he's like, what accent do you want? I'm like, that's so cool. You can fake whatever you want, and it's fine. Dude, he's like, sometimes I do British, but when I'm talking to you guys, I do an American accent. The American accent. accent, I think, is the simplest one to imitate. Totally. Well, it's the one where you, with, with the mm. notable exception of T's, you basically just read it rote. As right. opposed to putting a spin on it. Although right. we do, we never really say the well, letter that's T. We, we usually think. say D instead. So that's city becomes think, city. Yeah, because, because it's our accent. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the videos? Just was making the rounds recently. I think it was an Australian. Where they they, they it was a video about people talking American, and it was they're actually talking gibberish. <laughs> but it's how, it's how American sounds to other other cultures. I've heard that, that it's like speak English. It's like there was, there was something, something. There yeah. was something. Uh, the couple's like eating breakfast, and they're going. So I have yes, I yeah, no, no, like, I, yeah, yeah. I, saw and I feel like I don't know that face. There was a there was a different. Oh, well, you know, everybody has There was different. It's amazing. There was a different thing where I was. I think it was Italian, where this Italian guy sang with American inflections, nice. but it was complete gibberish. By the but way, it what, sounded American. We have non-Americans saying, yeah, America's yeah. pretty easy. By the way, what the fuck is this thing? The it's it's destroyer. the destroyer. Yes. Okay. You said that like you mean like it means something. It's a, it's a Go thing, on, it's as a we thing would that, say to Natalie Portman. It's he, a thing that destroys things. He, it's, it's a godbot. And Loki... Godbot. It's a godbot. perfect and Loki word for sent it. I feel it. like that needs to become a glossary term, godbot. The idea yeah. that it's just something that you send in in the third act <laughs> yeah. to create a threat that hasn't been to present the throughout stakes. the yeah. entire movie it, to raise the stakes. So exactly. Loki sent it to destroy what? To destroy. It, is, it is the no, 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 because it was it was established. Maybe not. It was. It maybe not perfectly, but it, I missed it, the scene. I'm just saying. It's, what, it, what in the, the beginning, hell? it's set up as the security system for. Okay. The, so it's a gort. It's when a, the frost yeah. showed yeah, up, okay. a gort showed up and a gort okay. everything. So then Loki is sending it to destroy a, a, a malt shop in New Mexico because <laughs> he's sending it. Okay, he's trying to kill Thor, but why? I, I, but absolutely. Why is he 
to kill Thor. This, no, is, he, this is what I said in the post that I wrote. He actually, his, like, his specific line is destroy everything or something okay. like that. So, oh, well, he sends it, why is he so, so it's good that he has a clear goal. Yeah. He sends okay. it to destroy. He sends it to the, destroy Thor. But it's like Thor is on Earth. Thor has no power. He's banished. He can't come back. As far Leave as we know. Leave him alone. Yeah. Let it go, dude. And everything is fine. Yeah. He can't come back. He can't threaten you. He can't prove himself to get his hammer back. Yeah. Just leave him the fuck alone and let him drink a vanilla malt <laughs> in this in shop. And he's fine. Sorry. And so are you. And this is my question. So why did the god machine... Come. And I think Seth, Loki, Seth, Loki sent it. Seth's going Loki to tell us what it. the comic said. Loki well, sent no, no. it. That's, I, yes, I got that. <laughs> Why did the Loki movie. send it? In the movie. To be a douchebag. Go. Lo- Loki was Seth. fine with Thor just being there because he had gone down and said, no, your dad's dead. you got to stay there. And he knew Thor would be all okay and stay and be drinking as soon as Thor's friends said, no, fuck you. We're going to get him. He's like, oh, shit. Take him out. Take him out. Okay. So there's got it. The destroyer has been sent down for them more than Thor. Well, because they're going to they're the inciting incident. Okay. Oh, great. I'm glad. I'm glad we got an hour and a half in before the inciting incident showed up. Okay. Be- because okay. okay. Sorry. Wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. okay. So he sends again. the destroyer to kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> so Loki didn't. Loki, the trickster who totally okey doked everybody in the in the in Asgard. Well, Loki doked. For- Loki doked him. He, <laughs> he forgot the four larpers who were who were who were the best pals of Thor who followed him into the last stupid escapade he, he got into, um, and now they're sitting around drinking and he didn't go. Ooh, I should probably like. Take care of Thor's fake, best fake friends. Fake those losers out as well. Yeah. Um, they they might be a problem to me becoming king because he had a scene with them. I, maybe it was explained in that scene he had where he had on his horn hat and he was being all kingly at them. Um, <laughs> I forget if they if they said we're going to totally go get Thor and he said no, you totally are not. You know that's that, not good. That animation was a little iffy there. I'm sorry, I'm guys. Everything else has worked but, pretty well. But but I will say, <laughs> here comes I will say in, in, motion. in that previous shot when he was on the wire, he did actually have an arc to him. Yeah. Thank God. Ah. They, when they do wire work, they never give a person so, an object so, of para- so, a parabolic say, arc. So, I was just gonna say so. So that's his character arc. Then <laughs> it's like he said he had an arc oh. to it because literally he's he's just learned the lesson at this point because he actually flew a parabolic arc during that arc. That literally was his character arc because <laughs> when he hit the ground and died, he, somehow he learned the lesson. Having that's watched, the greatest fridge brilliance ever. That was great. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. A lot of fucking wire foam movies. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that that is that is I'm my issue. I'm not negating issue. your point at yeah. all. It's, you're absolutely right. It's you know, it's well done. But I just that was so funny. It's like he just did a great arc, and I was like, yeah, and it, and it ended just there. If only we knew how it had happened, <laughs> <laughs> because his arc is now complete, but we don't know what actually motivated. Yeah. Him. So it's like that, I feel like I feel like they studied Joseph Campbell, being like, okay, yeah. he has to have the symbolic death because here it is. She thinks he's is. dead. Yeah. And then he comes back. He resurrects and he brings back the elixir. Yeah. Of knowledge. And he becomes Thor which, and becomes king and all that shit happens. Who the fuck knows where the fuck he came from? Because <laughs> he wakes why? up and then the hammer is like, oh yeah, totally, and just flies back to him. What? Ever. But the th- okay, but the hammer's going, well, oh, through, he's totally doing it. Through the cell, he has demonstrated self-sacrifice, and the hammer knows by, this by, by walking, up to a, walking up to certain death and going, so okay. what up, and getting punched. Yeah. Uh, which which to be fair, he walked up to certain death and goes, 
take me if it'll spare everyone else. Fine. The question is, why did he make that <laughs> yeah, choice? Wait. And that choice was never clearly indicated right. why he learned that lesson. That lesson is fine. That yeah. moment is fine. What's going on right here? Totally fine. Mm. The question is, we've had 30 minutes. The whole point of a movie, the whole point of this period of storytelling is to explain to us how he got from point A to point B. Right. We have now arrived at point choice, B. And he, we do not understand how he made that choice or why he would make that sacrifice for humanity. Which is why you tell a story. Exactly. Now, see, for example, maybe it would have been clearer if he, all this time, he's like, what? I'm, I'm going back to Asgard. I'm going back to Asgard. I'm going back to Asgard. I'm going to claim my rightful place, yada, yada. And then he abandons that decision by saying, no, forget all that. Yeah, take me instead, so that all these people that I've come to care because about because I, I love her because I love yeah. I love the chick from Star Wars. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen worse in movies, but <laughs> but yeah, but the but the fact that you know, the fact that yeah, he just he was the same kind of goof. Hey, my friends, now we're certain to win victory at Asgard. Oh, here comes a giant robot. I better go sacrifice myself to it. Give me just a couple minutes. You know, it's <laughs> like again, it's like I'll be right back after I resurrect. So yeah, it's just well, like, that's, that's totally the problem. BRB. That's that's totally yeah. the problem with BRB Jesus' self sacrifice is like. And, uh, Three days, BRB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally get sacrilege. But how how great of a sacrifice is it if you know if you're just you gonna know, come back? Yeah. <laughs> if someone told me that I got days. to be ruler of the universe after dying and being dead for three days, totally like, yeah. sign yeah. me up. You, I'm days. up. You have to get nailed to a giant piece of wood. Yeah. That's gonna suck. That fucking sure. sucks yeah. ass. But I'm down if I get That's to be like, ruler of the universe. Jesus yeah. had a totally. bad afternoon for our sins. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm tweeting that. <laughs> I'm tweeting that and stealing it's it. Not, I forget who said that originally. Oh, someone it. said like someone's talking about it's a it's a comedian talking about contrasting different kinds of oh he suffered. It's like yes, but compared to this person who right. yeah, this person John was, McCain had a worse time yeah, than exactly, Jesus did. Generally speaking in terms of Tr- crucifixion because that was a real thing that could last for days he lasted for th- according to the story even yeah. he lasted for three hours please well they had been <laughs> kicking the shit out of him for a while before yeah. that yeah. But I, I there was, are the whole I wasn't making a joke thing. that was denigrating John McCain I'm saying literally John McCain had a harder time than Jesus <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that went on for years with John yeah. McCain yeah I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but I guess we should do it since it's Natalie Portman. Were you, were you a POW? Oh, no, 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 no. Go, go. No, no, no. I want to hear it. No, this is totally non sequitur. Totally McCain, non sequitur. Jesus, whatever. Tell it. Totally non sequitur. But uh, this is like a fourth hand story, too. But this is like a friend of a, from high school's friend who went to college and was in the same, who went to college at Harvard and f- apparently for, the, for a while was in the same study group as Natalie Portman. And so they were all out to dinner doing a study group thing one they point. They were in their own episode of community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were all like, Doing a study group okay. at dinner thing. Harvard Community College, not the same. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. But go ahead. Uh, they were at a commu- uh, study dinner thing, and so at the end it came time to to pay the to pay the bill. And Natalie Portman was like, you know, I'll just I'll just take care of you guys. Pay <laughs> I back. was in Star Wars. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, she was like, I the like, I'll just I'll pay with my credit card, and you guys pay me. But the friend of a friend's of a friend or whatever didn't have the cash to cover it, so he had to write her a check. And his checkbook was Star Wars checks. Oh. So he wrote a check. Literally, the next one was the Amidala check. Oh. <laughs> Go to the next one. What have I said? What if I told all of you? There's Go no to... reason to have Star Wars checks. Go to 526, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do fl- I'll just void this one. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, so anyway, Thor. Okay, so 
Wow. We have not three in a row. as much as we have in previous episodes. No, it's because we're, you know, because yeah. the movie doesn't know what the hell it's, ta- it's doing either. Well, so, I, that was so, where I was going, but I'll, I'll wait. So anyway, like I'm just again, I'm looking for clarity here. It is is okay? So he went back to the magical, you know, stamp on the and he said to Heimdall to open the Bifrost. Uh, he which he couldn't do before because he didn't have the power of Thor, right? Uh, did it, he it, even try before? Yes, like, did he yes, get he did. back it's, to that? Okay. He did, wh- when, he he first landed, when he first landed, and he tried first to landed, open it. Again. And now he's, but now he's asking again because I guess he has the power of Thor. But it's like, but you are still banished, aren't you? According to, but now he's going to go back. But why do you think Heimdall's going to open the Bifrost? Because <laughs> Heimdall thinks he's awesome. Because Heimdall's like cool dude. <laughs> Isn't Baby, Heimdall no, gone? Wait, Heimdall, 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 Heimdall gone? Heimdall, well, he's frozen, but they don't know that. But Heimdall sent his friends down, so I guess yeah, the Heimdall's on their side. Okay, let's yeah, because the friends are coming. Out for the, the friends have come down and, so and, and said like, Heimdall helped us. So okay, so and okay, then... we're coming up to the biggest problem of this <gasps> film, which is that we've spent probably half the screen time up to this point on Earth, as opposed to Asgard, mm-hmm. and then the entire climax is about saving Jotunheim yeah. from destruction, which isn't even Asgard, which isn't Asgard. <laughs> yeah. It's not isn't Earth. Earth has nothing to do. It's not do. even Jersey. Yeah. Has nothing to do with anything that Thor has experienced, anything Thor has learned. There's no reason. Wow, he looks really he pissed right now, guys. Save. Yeah. I, yeah. Not, I agree. not to mention the fact that it's all a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Now, Mike, if we were to keep the same exact minutes up until this moment, what should happen if not this? It should be. Same a, exact shit, just now change it. It should be a legitimate threat to Earth. Except that they, they couldn't there do that. So they're no like, they're like they in couldn't orbit around Earth because that was going to be the plot of the Avengers. So yeah. they knew they couldn't go there. There is no reason for him Good to point. care what happens to Jotunheim. Because up until this point, like I said in my post that you referenced earlier, it's like Aragorn going, no, the orcs are people too. We have to protect Mordor from the destruction of that Elijah Wood. Frodo is about to wreak upon them. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, There's no uh, reason. And, it, and, it, and it, based on everything, let's, let's keep in mind, this is based on everything that Lord of the Rings told you up until the point that they march into Mordor. Like, there's a, a version of Lord of the Rings where you could rewrite it to make it so that yes. Aragorn yes. learns that Mordor is people too. Yes. Right? And that would make Lord of the Rings amazing. And see, this, sure. is, this is where we differ. If you just added, I think you could get away with even just one scene with Odin in the beginning, the scene that we talked about earlier of Odin going, you know what? We used to be like this, but now we're not. And we, we had to mature and you got to mature too. The Odinheim are people too. And you got to learn that lesson. The Odinheim and Earth and all the the other eight realms are all people too. Yeah. Not only that, but your brother's one of them. How about right. that? Yeah, sure I, too. Yeah. I agree with that. The problem is, again, like I totally support that. God, Thor's got to be really good at getting off of escalators. I, I totally support that from an outside objective perspective, looking at this is what stories want to do. Like mm-hmm. from a political perspective. Totally. I'm on board with that. From an objective perspective of this is what the movie is doing. We don't care at it all. It doesn't do that. And it right. doesn't work. It's a it's a payoff to a setup that w- I, I think it's somewhat – personally, I think it's somewhat set up there. But you're right. It's not set up as clearly as it needs to be right. for that payoff to really work. Exactly. I have a question unrelated to that, but interesting nonetheless because we've never gone there. Is there ever a motivation for a Dutch angle? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's, like drunk 
is there, is there it's, something? It's, it's, it's something that, that works in the sense of it gives you a little sense of something is not quite it's right usually, yeah, here. It's an unsettling but, yeah, but, but I would yeah, imagine that for like, 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 like a four-degree angle, maybe. If you, if you do it for the whole movie, it undermines yeah, it loses. Yeah. It's sort of like you just didn't know what else to do there. You just yeah. I mean, it's like it's used to great effect in Die Hard. It's used to yeah. effect in, in a bunch of stuff. Um, I've used it. I used it uh, in Arc. You know, and I, but, yeah, but, but it makes, you, it makes you, know. you feel uneasy. It's meant to be. It's meant something is wrong here. Something is off balance. Something is weird. Um, or it's, down, plus an arc, up. you have this weird sort of sense of spaciness. Yeah, and so, but which, I, yeah, I which didn't is like Dutch the entire project, whereas like this is like thirty percent Dutch angle. Right. By the way, which, we... if there is if Dutching were, you know, an aspect, a character aspect of of uh, Asgard or Jotunheim or both or the, those general, well, but. The, he gets really Dutchy all through New Mexico too, and it's like that doesn't. Yeah. Work. I could imagine this working. Uh, and I've liked now he I, was, I, yeah Dutching makes sense yeah, yeah the fact that New Mexico is Dutch it's like New Mexico should be flat and level right right and normal and, and Asgard this, can be Dutch. I can imagine yeah, yeah. this if you're like really emotionally connected to this particular character in a particular scene right and you're the point of the scene is taking you closer and closer to their experience you're never getting POV angles from their point of view but you're watching them very closely and then they're like fighting 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 and all of a sudden they just get punched in the head and they fall to the ground. By the time, from the, from the transition from upright to ground, you get like a five degree change, and they're on the ground kind of, uh, I could see that working once, where you, poof, boom, and you're a little bit off angle, and then cut, and never come back to it. But I just don't understand, I feel like I might even be missing something about why it's, Kenneth Branagh kept putting the camera on a roll rig every single time. Well, they had rented it. It was on the <laughs> yes. truck. It was in the truck. Dude, we paid for this. Yeah. yeah. You're paying for it. When it's on the truck, you're paying for it, whether you're using it or not. No, it's a, a thing like a Dutch angle is a spice, and it's it's you have to use it sparingly, because yeah. if you just make the whole damn thing it, out of spice... Like, it's like eating just an entire mouthful of cinnamon. Loki's such an yeah. asshole. Look what at a moron would do that. <laughs> just, to th- just to come up with some random example. <laughs> now, I also... Uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll make more sense or someone can explain it but but I also was really disappointed by so um you know the ultimate the final what do I do I can't stop the bifrost I'll hammer it I'll hit this bridge with my big ass hammer it's like <laughs> that's your answer to everything you haven't learned anything <laughs> it's like and when did when was it written out in the schematic for us to understand that oh well, if you break the bridge that leads to the thing you can't hit with the hammer mm. that accomplishes the same that's in the manual I mean yeah, yeah. Which, by RTFM, the way, RTFM, man. Spork in the chat points out, yeah. just as an item, that uh, Kenneth Branagh has said the Dutches were just to mimic angles in the, in the original book, which everyone knows how we feel about the transition from book to what? movie. But Shut up, Kenneth Branagh. How <laughs> dare you? Hey, he's never had an opportunity to have that that's, argument before. No, that's he's a, been that's doing a, That's a fair argument. It makes it maybe, you know, he feels it's more comic booky that way. Okay, that's true, because comic books, I, I, I did get that note on Ark, as uh, someone did. Comic the, books have more Dutch angles? Yeah. That was it? Yeah. Wow. This is, I, I, no, I got that note on Ark that someone said, wow, yeah, this, these look like comic book panels. They're really, you know, interesting angle choice. And they were referring to the really to the Dutch angle to the interesting aspect. angles that we had, and when they were interesting, they said, "Yeah, it's like a comic book." And I wasn't even going for that at the time. But yeah, so it's like, and I'll break this, I'll break, oh, the, I'll break the road with my hammer, and that will solve this. So far as you know, I, I was <laughs> like, I was like, okay, whatever movie. That was my point. favorite part of Avengers, <laughs> where it's like, there, there's the whole like climax where it's like you can never go back to Earth and see her again Mm -hmm. and then in Avengers Thor just shows up and it's like wow Odin really worked that to make you be here great Uh, yeah it's like this whole idea of like you can never go back to Earth it's like well we know that's not true either come on yeah yeah at this point we 
we know the Avengers is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Nice effects. You know what I'm worried Again, about right yeah. now in the beautiful, theater? Beautiful, beautiful. 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 beautiful work. You know what I'm worried about right now in the theater? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. What what I said in my You spent post- a whole movie getting me to like Natalie Portman and wanting her to be okay. And so far, I'm not thinking she's going to yeah, she what have I, any problems she's fine. whatsoever. She's been fine for 20 minutes. What I said in my post is the... The ultimate thing that you have to worry on, on the down front forums, the ultimate thing you have to worry about is what does the villain want and what is the terrible thing that will happen if he doesn't get it? Or if he does get it. And, or if he does get it. Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, here's a, here's a great... And the, and, and the answer is nothing. <laughs> when it comes to Natalie Portman, who is our avatar, so to speak, for humanity, for the, the human race on Earth... The answer is nothing. There is nothing that will happen. She's not if even Loki here gets scared what at, he the wants. Of the, at the side yeah. of the fight. Exactly. She's not even here like, oh, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Or have the villain like, you know. Now, she shouldn't be. That's not an, that's not an argument for her to no. be here. But that, I'm but just saying. That would be something at least. But that was, uh, what we just passed was a nice thematic contrast <laughs> between Thor and Loki. In that, you know. Again, not saying that's the point. Anything happened between point A and B, but now having arrived at point B, Thor has learned his lesson about not being so destructive, where Loki clearly has not, because Loki's ultimate grandmaster plan apparently was I'll just I'll destroy the Jotunheim to make Dad proud, which was also Thor's kind of modus operandi which, early on until he learned his lesson. It makes still based on what yeah. we know from the movie. Makes perfect sense, like yeah. Trey just said. Yeah. It's that's great. If only the movie but, had shown us how yes. that happened. Agreed. Agreed. That's fantastic. We're close to the end of this thing, right? I yes. Hope. Yes. Very close. We just climaxed. So <laughs> we're that's, in the refractory. That's no, 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 no. So you tell me. No, sir. no, no. We we did that with your little spiel about which. Uh, yeah, Avenger no. You would Captain fuck. America was where we climaxed. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> totally. In the in the sequel to this episode, Dorkman will be the supervillain because he's got the laugh down. My <laughs> God, that was awesome, you guys. Now, meanwhile, back at the Paramount logo, what the hell are we looking at now? <laughs> the star should come in and make the circle any second now. Uh, what what is this now? This is Yoda is this Dineg? I that, feel like this is probably Dineg. That's an ultra modern Lutheran church. D and D did a lot. Actually, of Actually, I remember the credits on this one do go on for quite some time. Everyone did this movie. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Not to mention the fact that everyone movie. wrote this movie. Yeah, everyone did. Yeah. Everyone literally wrote this movie. I don't think you told that anecdote. Look at on the, the, look on at the, the credits. When the credits do come up. Go ahead. Did we tell did, the was that before? I think it was before. Oh, yeah. Was that before we actually started recording? Brian and I went to a, 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 a evening at the WGA, the Writers Guild, which was uh, four. There were four science fiction movie author writers, sc- uh, screenwriters on the panel. Talking was the topic was uh, creating a, a world. Creating, world you know, building, world building yeah. in, in science fiction, and I, we kind of went and you look at these guys' credits, and I one was J. Michael Straczynski, um, and it's like, okay, well, he's you know cool. The other three had written like movies. You kind of like, real, real, really, okay. Um, I, I can't wait to hear these guys talk about world building. When we went there, um, it actually, to all four of them, it was very interesting to hear them talk about how they really saw their. They were actually very sharp, and they knew science fiction, and they were very cool guys, and much smarter than I would have given them credit for based on the movies that resulted from what they've written. But they all talked about how. They try very, very hard to get as much non-stupid shit past the studios as they possibly can. <laughs> that is their job. But they introduced themselves to the panel that one guy was moderating, and they introduced themselves. He goes, okay, let me introduce the panel. Well, let me put it this way. Who on the panel did not write Thor? 
and no one put their hand up because right. all four of them had written Thor, um, and they aren't the only ones who wrote Thor. They're, they're, I think all four of them are credited on Thor. And then there are uncredited people as and well. There, and there are more people credited on Thor, and then there are more people who aren't even credited on Thor because Thor was just one of those movies that everyone in town wrote at one point or another. So, so it's really a, a testament to the skill of these writers, how coherent yeah. Thor or is. Maybe, or maybe it's we're giving Kenneth Branagh less credit because maybe God knows what he got handed on the page. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we might be, maybe we should give Branagh some slack for going, wait, what? What ha- This doesn't make any goddamn sense, you guys. You know, and maybe he this, this, it, uh, it, based, it sounds Bron- based off of the development process that yeah. this easily could have been Green Lantern. Although, yeah. Brian, as Brian can attest to as well, Fucking! If Kenneth Branagh came in and went, okay, this is Shakespeare. Shakespeare could be yes. fucking disastrous. Yeah. The, and this is the point I want to make when we right do way. Avengers here in a second. I'm gonna go all into that. But yes, this this it this is Shakespeare in a very literal sense. In the, right. in the sense that when we when people say Shakespeare with a stuffy kind of oh, when people uh, fuck it, I'm gonna do go, this on the go do uh, it. No, I'm gonna do it on the Avengers thing. Do both. Don't. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, stuffy Shakespeare. Huh? Stuffy Shakespeare. Are you saying I should do it now? Or, no, I'm or, saying say it. You're saying about when, over. When people say what, Shakespeare when, in a stuffy people, way. Yeah, when people defend movies like Transformers, like Michael Bay movies, and they say, oh, what do you want? Shakespeare? And they have this image of Shakespeare as a stuffy thing. They totally have an image of Shakespeare that is wrong and incorrect. Yeah. Shakespeare it, is awesomeness, but it is also it's blood and guts and swords and horses. Shakespeare, and, yeah. Shakespeare and is the pulp fiction of the yes. time. Yes. So, S.C. Yes. Miller's yes. accents, John Payne, Jamie Michael Shakespeare, Mike Protasevich. That's only the people who got credited for this thing. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, yeah, you, well, and I and I, I agree that uh, that Shakespeare was for the pop for the masses. Shakespeare yes. is popular stories. Um, he was to keep I, the groundlings from killing exactly. the actors on if, stage. If anything, this movie should have been more Shakespearean yes. in terms of a clear storyline with a clear hero and a clear through line and not all the fan service, which I think is where it gets all gets all indistinct is like oh but we have to have this about the war and we have to have shield in there and we have to have agent colson and we have to do all that shit and it's like yeah, if you you know if, if they had focused on like what the fuck is the story of thor that's going to be interesting and focus on that and then just hang okay and hawkeye's here and colson's mm-hmm. here and avenger and shield and all that crap will get in there um but it's it just doesn't have a clear through line of who the fuck this character is trey just answered the question i'm about to ask what's the what so we're, we're, at, we're at the end of it what what was wrong with thor if you could, if one thing, what's the real problem with Thor here? There's nothing in the middle from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to go back well, to the Well, basically, there's a point A and a point C, but no B that works. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of need B to get there. The that works is that one where he gets, <laughs> is he the actual wire the work. Yeah. The ballistic As, arc he takes in a punch yeah. once. As Trey articulated, there's no through line where you can understand. Yeah. This is why, this is why Thor got from point A to point, point B. There's and made these decisions the, along the way. The purpose of having a through line in a story is is to give you that foundation that guides every other decision and f- forms a structure for every other scene and moment within the thing. So you can go to any random moment or scene in 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 the show in the story and go okay, this the reason this is here is to serve this aspect of the through line. Right. If it doesn't serve the through line then it goes away. And 
when you don't have that, then you just have a bunch of random crap on the screen. And, when you're, and when you're making a movie that's only existence is to set up somebody else's movie, you know, no one's going to want to hear that argument. Like, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for the you're right. It's like, you're not telling the story you're telling. You're telling the story that Joss Whedon is telling two right. years from now. Right. So you do what needs to get done. At the end of the day, the story should start with, so here's what you think right now. Oh, JMS was a townie. There you go. Yeah, anyway. He's in that same scene. Yeah. Uh, any movie should, is basically doing this. Any story is going, act one, act two, act three. So here's what you think right now, right? Now, what if, like, this happened? If that happened, maybe you would do this instead. That's sort of the revelation that should happen over the course of one, two, three. I feel like that's how Joss Whedon works. He looks at the overall tropes and he goes, this is what you expect to happen. This is what you think is going to happen. So I'm going to kill this character who you think is going to carry it through and then see what happens from there. That's yeah. And that's I mean, why accurate, yeah. Avengers and, and other Joss Whedon movies work. That that's great storytelling. Is okay. Here's what you expect to happen based on previous invocations of this trope. Now I'm going to do the opposite and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. He did it as much as he was allowed to. Yes. In Avengers. Anyway, exactly. not much. But. So uh, I sat a lot of this one out. I was just sort of listening to these guys and lobbing softballs. I started by reading the first paragraph. I'll read the last <laughs> paragraph now <laughs> and uh, let these guys finish it up. And this is your, my, this, my, is your this is from original, my post original uh, reaction, wherein I say straight up. So you haven't changed your mind based on anything? No, 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 no. In fact, <laughs> I, I would rewrite this to be a little bit more venomous. Um, <laughs> nice. No, but what I said here, I've was rethought this. what I said, and I wasn't mean enough. Right. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> straight up, straight up. I have no idea what would happen if Thor failed at whatever he was doing, whatever he was doing. Would Earth be destroyed, conquered? Something about gas prices, taxes maybe? Would it be different? I don't know what the downside was of Thor not winning, winning whatever it was he was winning. I don't know what would have happened to Thortopia either. The bad guys would have taken over? Tell me the next thing. I'm not trying to be a bitch, but I would care because... Now finally, what ultimately happened? Spoiler, it all works out. The movie seems to feel like Thor, who has learned to change his ways through trial, error, and understanding, not to blow your mind, but this doesn't happen, finally redeemed himself enough to return to battle his brother and then save the world and ours from whatever it was. I'm sure it was important, and the credits rolled. I walked out of the theater saying, God damn, it was a good thing Thor was around. (laughs) Who were they? What did they want? Who had stood in their way? What were the stakes? What happened? And if you think that's nitpicking, this is nitpicking. Why do they have horses? Brian? <laughs> to, uh, to answer the horses question, I think if you, like we were talking about before, if you hit the singularity and you just got all the energy and time and money in the world, horses, why not? F- fuck it. Why not horses? Wait, why so not horses? You, you, you would basically create a horse instead of the Enterprise? Yeah. No, I would create the Enterprise. Warp speed horse. It would be a flying warp speed horse. I would create the Enterprise, <laughs> but yes. other people might create horses and that, uh, an eight-legged horse and yeah. go for it. It's uh, like if you lived in a VR world. It's like, I want to be 10 feet tall with blue horns. Hey, okay, sure. Brian, when ahead. you have all the energy in the world, think Enterprise is not horses. The, but that's me, though, and I'm not judging other people for making the horse choice. The so, horse choice is a valid <laughs> choice. So, Brian, <laughs> so you're flying your Enterprise, and the guy rides up next to you on a horse like, dude, nice horse. Yeah. I know, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, Brian, that movie was called Thor. Yes, it was. What'd you okay. think of it? Uh, my opinion stands, point A, Thor, point I can B. barely walk. <laughs> Thor, I barely know her. That doesn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, that's what she said. Hello, boo-boo. Uh, a, B, nothing in between. Uh, I think it's a lot closer to getting there. Than... I think we should stick with A and C because there's nothing between yeah. A and B. It runs the gamut from A to C. <laughs> well, B. you could do a Zeno's Paradox sort of thing. Yeah. A Zeno's Paradox. A and a half? Yeah. A and three quarters? An A.5 and A.25. It never actually reaches B. Um, I th- but personally, I think it's closer than um, than you guys. I think, I, I think honestly... One or two solid scenes in the beginning with Odin's would do wonders for this movie of him 
you know, within the first 10 minutes, setting up thematically of, okay, yeah, we are awesome as the Asgardians. We're cool. But even though we don't like them, that doesn't give us the right to just fucking wipe them out and consider them ants and uh, uh, they're that, valuable. That sounds interesting. Don't do that. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then then you need, like what Mike was talking about, you need the, the clear metaphorical uh, setting up the equation of the Jotunheim equals humans thematically. And Thor learns his thematic lesson with the humans, and that translates to the Jotunheim. And then you get to point B. Uh, obviously, that doesn't exist. I think it's closer to being there than I think you guys do, but there it is. Michael Dorkman, Scott. Look, I'm already I'm drunk enough that I don't even remember <laughs> doing this commentary already. But I will say that, and it's funny because we're we're looking at the stereo still D looking at the yeah. credits. Just when I'm coming in, so I almost <laughs> made these credits, but I didn't do Thor. But um, he did do Avengers. I did do Avengers, and my credits in there for a weird, yeah. Like who knew? You're at the very end, though, so it's I'm a, a big I'm block. So, so um, I look at the stereo D artists. Look at the bottom right. Yeah. He is yeah. literally the last name in the stereo list. Stereo D depth artists. I'm there. I don't know why, because I totally bailed on them in the, in, <laughs> in crunch time. But whatever. They just um, stuck you in at the end. Anyway. It's the same thing. It's like I could – it's exactly the the differentiation that you've yeah. made, Brian. Okay, Trey just – I think Girl, saw the Machio same thing. Machio got I a did. special yeah. thanks. Yes. <laughs> I, okay, I want to know that story. Anyway. Yeah, the differentiation yeah. between reading into and reading uh, out from, like I watch this and I'm like, okay, I can look at this and if I sat down with Kenneth Branagh for like coffee – we could totally talk about how this movie totally made sense <laughs> from the perspective of what he was trying to do. <laughs> but from the perspective of what actually wound up on the screen, it didn't get there. I, I agree. And I can't, as a result, I can't credit him for having actually made that happen on the screen. And I, I, I've more and more over the years that we've done these commentaries, I've appreciated how difficult it is to communicate to that, distinction. that from from what you want to do to what's on the screen. But in terms of what actually made it on the screen, and we'll credit him for what he was trying to do because I totally will credit him for what he was trying to do. But for what made it on the screen, it didn't get there. And so, yeah. you know, I agree. we have to talk about it being – Three stars out of five instead of four. Whatever. Trey? I, and there's a, the, here's the bit that yeah. doesn't make any sense if thing. you're not a Marvel fan. Exactly. Well, and it, it's and this is the, as close to – the reason I wanted to watch this movie, and I, I, I didn't even know that it was this much of a direct setup to what the Avengers would be about. But this – literally the first 20 minutes of the Avengers is about the scenario that we're seeing here, about secondary characters – muddling about doing secondary things, which <laughs> makes about as much sense as it does here. But again, it's all, it's like, oh, Stellan Skarsgård, here, we've heard so much about your work. Which is what exactly? We never saw him do anything. <laughs> we don't even know what kind of scientist he is or what his expertise is. But it's all, you know, but we're setting up the thing for the Avengers later, and it's the whole thing, and they waste way too much time with it um, when we do get to the Avengers. Uh, the, the, the final irony of the Avengers movie is that after five movies where the Avengers show up and fuck with other characters' movies, in the actual Avengers movie, the Avengers don't show up for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're tired from fucking with all those other movies. So I was like watching it going, well, when are the goddamn Avengers going to show up in this movie? I'm watching some other movie now. And I've, the movie you can't interrupt is your own movie. Um, yeah, this thing's a mess. Uh, it's, um, 
it's it's not. It's, I, I actually, it's funny how people go Green Lantern. I th- I think Green Lantern works better than this movie. Now, oh, now I, snap! Now I'm not I'm not saying that Green Lantern <laughs> is a great movie, but I think I had a good time with Green Lantern. I think I think Green Lantern kind of. Presents, it's as good as Thor. Yeah, yeah I will agree. It presents a world. It explains its world better than this world does. It explains stakes and 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 the scenario better than this movie. Plus, does. I have a crush on Mark Strong. So yeah, so and Mark Strong's in it, but that's 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 a secondary thing. It's yeah, the execution of Green Lantern is is messy, but the whole idea. And I'm I'm actually I'm actually much more fascinated by the whole mythology of Green Lantern. Which I knew nothing about before I saw the movie. Then I am about any of this the, Avengers. The bullshit. space police. The idea of the space of police yeah. and the fact that there are all these different races and you know, I was like, that's cool. I'd like to see a good movie based on that. <laughs> um, I, I'm think Green Lantern is kind of the more, most interesting mythology, and it's a shame that it's probably not going to get a reboot for at least another six months before they try to make one. But um, yeah, I was just struck by how this movie is like. A lot of sound and fury, but uh, wow! And nothing. the fact that signifying nothing. so much, by an idiot. so much. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm not, well, I think Kenneth Branagh. We, we may have to give Kenneth Branagh a pass on this one because he has he has he seems to have talent. We've we've seen him be talented elsewhere. I Agreed. Think, and I think that this movie, <laughs> for better or worse, why ever this movie, you know, is not that good. This movie is the anchor that. Everything that's not great about the Avengers pretty much is this is the anchor that's pulling it down. The the, the villain doesn't make any sense. What he does doesn't make any sense. It's convoluted. What's going on doesn't make any sense. But let's be fair. I mean, Kenneth Branagh was the one who was burdened with the idea of having to make make yeah, sense. That's what I'm saying is of I, it's, Norse it's, mythology it's in not, the it, Marvel world. Nothing we're looking at is necessarily Kenneth Branagh's fault. I think uh, he. Maybe for whatever Dutch reason, angles. except the Dutch yeah, angles, except the Dutch angles. But he, for whatever reason, he wasn't, and because he, he's not, he didn't write it. I mean, uh, unlike Whedon, who at least co-wrote uh, his script, um, everyone else wrote it, but uh, Brana didn't. It's like you never know with these kind of corporate, you know, bullshit movies how much they just go. Look, it's got to be this. The marketing department's already said he's got to wear the silver thing. He's got to have the, the three-toed boot. He's got to have the whatever. Taco Bell won't Taco put it on Bell, their, their, their cups. There's got to be a talking dog, and there's got to be you know, and, and Natalie Portman's got to be in there for eighty-seven point four minutes. It's like you never know how many bullshit things. It's it's these movies can and are sometimes. Hundred twenty million dollar asylum movies. Mm-hmm. They li- yeah. they literally are. Yeah. They're just as dumb. They're just as bad, and they're just as ruthlessly commercial in the reason someone's making them. And you have you get handed this thing as like hey, you you're a creative artist with Shakespearean credits and Oscar winner. How would you like to direct our turd? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> how much does it pay? I got I got the summer free. I could do it. The, the fact the, that he the, said yes and tried. Yeah. almost. It's yeah. almost a credit to him. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's the same as any. Any actor showing up on what is clearly going to be a terrible movie, yeah. but still putting in their all. It's the yeah the you can't, like Trey often says like you can't expect Spielberg to show up and not be Spielberg. <laughs> like that's yeah. what you hire him for. You right? can't expect Disney to show up and not be evil. Yeah, it's just yeah. not going to happen. So, yeah, the, the, I'm totally hypnotized by this menu. It's a it's, it's a great, great animation. It's, the menu is more watchable than the movie. That's the <laughs> this shot, by the way. The, the menu for those who don't have it is the the hammer falling hammer through a bunch falling of... to earth. You never see this in the yeah. sh- in the show. It's not in the movie. Even the little loop is is flickering in the in the space breeze. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's uh, yeah. It's and you you're, you're talking about. We didn't say anything about the visual effects other than they were mostly fantastic and except for like one or two you know 
shots that were less than stellar. Um, this is just one of those. This is you. This is the coffee and bagels movie for me. It's like, and it's the, movies like this are why I don't want to work in visual effects anymore because <laughs> you can spend a year and a half of your goddamn life, and it's just this is <laughs> all you worked on, and you kind of go, yeah, I worked on Thor. <laughs> yeah, I made that movie. I helped make that movie. I helped that happen. You're welcome. Yeah, I am part of the problem. Eighteen months of my life. That was it. I could have been working on cancer cure, but I helped yeah. make Thor. <laughs> I could have been looking for aliens. I could have been solving yeah. death. I could have, I but could I have been this. raising orphans. But no, I, I spent it making Thor. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook, Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Subscribe. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's a great community of people, etc., etc. Buy our stuff. Buy our shirts. Give us money for pizza. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Finister. Mike Scott. And Thor. And you'll see us next week with not a commentary, but we'll see you with commentary again in a couple, a couple weeks. Stay subscribed. Good night, good night. <laughs> I think we need to cut Mike off. I'm if king. We're gonna, uh, Pow. Get an There's Avengers nothing else to episode drink. out of him. Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>